Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we are joined by a brand new guest to the show, our good old buddy Matt. Brand new. Yay. Hey. To Grown Up Kids. Oh, I feel special. If you guys listen to our other podcast, Friends Watching Friends, Matt has been on multiple times and he's Chrissy's husband. So. I feel like an SNL guest. Like, you know, they're over <laughs> so many times. I just recorded my, what, fourth? I feel honored. I'm going to join the five clubs now. <laughs> Um, so before we get into the episode, we want to get Matt's Disney profile. So how did you get into Disney? How did I get into it? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm, I don't want to date myself, but I was born 88. So Disney. Jeez, you're so much older than me. Well, Disney, you know. <laughs> by two years. <laughs> Disney's pretty prevalent. Prevalent. Yeah. That was the Renaissance. Yeah. Was I wasn't, big. you know, my parents weren't Amish. So like I... <laughs> I had access to all of the VHS tapes. Yes, yeah. which they're still sitting where you know I know exactly where they are right now. My mother's house. Same. I know where they're at. Uh, so yeah, like I grew up with it. Um, and then I've watched a lot of them on repeat. And also, I I'm the oldest of four, so I, I babysat a lot. And it's an easy way to throw on a movie and keep you know the kids entertained for whatever and out of trouble and not breaking stuff or fighting with each other right. truth and you can't so. help but learn it all anyway in the background even if you're yeah. not trying to pay attention oh no i'm well <laughs> i'm well fluent in a lot of the princess movies and stuff too like you know because oh, yeah. my young the the youngest sibling is my sister so and she's only four years younger than me but when you're you know yeah but like my own difference early. between four and eight when you're little yeah is big right it's not sure. a lot now she doesn't want to watch stuff like the sword and the stone she wants to watch you know uh Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty and uh, Cinderella and all that good stuff. So All good movies. All good movies, but, you know, not the ones that I enjoy. So, but, no, that's uh, that's how I, you know, got into it. Yeah, it was just part of my life. Who would you say is your favorite character? Uh, Well, it's weird now because now Disney's been buying up a bunch of stuff. So, like, <laughs> right. they're, they're licensing. You could categorize favorite characters. Uh, okay, like. well, I mean, all right, all right. If we're going, like... <laughs> We're going strictly, you know, cartoony, classic. you know, classic. Uh, Maleficent would probably be my favorite nice. Disney character. She's okay. BA. She's, she's, there's a reason she's on the AFI top villains. Like, you don't mess with Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. She's, okay, so question. Sure. How do you feel about the Maleficent movies? Have you seen them? All right, I seen. All right, I really wanted to see what was coming out. Oh my god, I got really excited. You know, Angelina Jolie, you know, with the high cheekbones. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like this is okay. <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing it right. I, I haven't got to see the whole movie yet. I've seen maybe like half of the first one, not like okay. the second or whatever. But from what I watched, it was good. I liked the backstory. I liked why she, you know, she was a, uh, like a good fairy kind of deal. And then like turn yeah. and why and her motivation and stuff. Like she took away flight. Oh my, I would be I would be so upset. I'd be livid. So yeah, I can see why she turned like, but I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I should. They're but. good. I I enjoy them, but like as their own entity, I don't like I don't like connecting them to Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Because to me Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty like is just evil, right? Well, 
I don't want to know why she's evil. She's just evil. Well, I mean, there are some there are some <laughs> things that made her like even the way beginning of Sleeping Beauty. Like she wasn't invited to a party. She now. wasn't invited to the party. <laughs> That's why she's mad. That's a big deal. <laughs> no, the princess was born. It's supposed to be a countrywide celebration. Yeah. And you slight one of the most powerful people in that kingdom. They're asking oh, for it. Oh man, no, no, you gotta show up. Yeah. But yeah. uh, no, but so our favorite character, I would say Maleficent okay. of the, you know, Disney, whatever. Uh, but if we're talking like the extra licensing that they have, uh, Uncle Tony from Heavyweights with star, uh, Ben Stiller. Amazing. Okay. I, I love Is that him. Fox acquisition? Uh, I that? believe it was. Okay. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, is Disney a monopoly now? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, it certainly is. Um, and then in addition to that... Uh, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Okay. Okay. Really like he the, did a good um, job. I thought he did fantastic. The Winter Soldier is a great, uh, probably one of my favorites of, of the Marvel, the recent Marvel movies. Maybe Cap- you can come Winter back Soldier. when we get to those. Uh, yeah, in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah. but I would say a uh, favorite character, I'd, I'd go Maleficent. Sure. She's cool. Um, what about your favorite movie? And you can divvy these again if okay, you want okay, okay. to. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. It's really hard now that they have so much. All right. I'm going to narrow it down. Uh, I mean, Maleficent really brings up Sleeping Beauty. Like, Sleeping Beauty, I'll go with, you know, I'll probably go with Sleeping Beauty. Watch it a million one. times. The animation's amazing. The plot's Beautiful. great. Uh, the prince actually has a role. He uh-huh. talks to his horse. Awesome. Maleficent, top notch. Uh, uh, in addition to the meme, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Uh, like, yes. uh, and the hills just sing, you know, the, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Great. Cusco, I don't care what anyone says, he is a Disney princess. Okay. Yes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Kronk, amazing. Yzma, the oh, whole Yzma. cast is amazing. It's written very well. Yzma is a cat. The best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's great. It's uh, just a perfect movie. So Emper- Emperor's New Groove, really high up there with me. Uh, the whole, they break the fourth wall on some stuff. Like, it's really good. Like, and the whole it's dynamic really between Spade and John Goodman. Yes. Amazing. Like, Very good. Really good acting work. Like, I, I was really impressed. And then, I love John Goodman. If And if I'm branching out a little more with the whole encapsulating, uh, if I had to include everything in the Disney franchise, everything they, everything they own, I'm gonna have to go Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, it is my total guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, I, That's cute. it, it does. It, there's no bad parts of that movie. Every role is great. There's Rizzo the Rat. He's just amazing. Um, and what's his face? Oh, I I'm so upset that I can't even think of his name right now. But uh, Tim Curry. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh my he's goodness. In, he's in Home Alone. Yes, he is. Yeah. The and punch, The Worst yeah. Witch. Yes. Probably his best movie oh to date. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> him as Long John Silver in Bumper Treasure Island is so good. They give him a singing number, and he's like, in the beginning, and he's like, come on, boys, step it up. This is my only number. And he's all like, come on. Like, he's, he's so good. I Bumper Treasure Island, yeah. That's hilarious. Favorite Disney movie, for sure, if I want to include, you know, the whole so, deal. Since it's been our, it's been put into our minds that by the end of this episode, according to your wife, Chrissy, we have to convert you to want to go to Disney World. Ugh. Okay. So did you know you could go to Pizza Rizzo? 
at Hollywood so Studios. They have a Pizza Rizzo? Yep. They have a Pizza Rizzo. Mm. They have a Muppets 3D movie. Mm. And, and the show in Liberty Square. The show in Liberty Square. Actually, is that still there? I don't know. But even if it's not, we'll just pretend <laughs> that it is so that we can get you to go there. But uh, Sam the Eagle tells oh. the history of America. That's great. He was uh, Magic He was the first mate on the ship in Muppet Treasure Island. I'm going to keep going on Muppet Treasure Island. It's really good. Uh, well, uh, if I do go... When? Disney. Well, I'm saying if I go to like a Disney... When? You go. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the event that I find myself in a Disney theme park, uh-huh. I do... Wouldn't mind... Going, I, know, I don't know if it's lame or whatever, but I would like to see Epcot. Oh, it's, it's not lame at all. Epcot's awesome. Best. Like, the idea that I get to tour the world... Yeah. And eat lots of food. And eat lots of food, drink, be yep. merry, and like different... <laughs> you need to go for the food and wine festival. Well, yeah. and I also want to see like, because I haven't, I haven't, I've been in a few places around the world, not a ton, not like the extent of their full list of countries. Right. But I would like to see uh, their, Disney's depictions of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, how do you encapsulate the U.S. in a single area? I could ruin it for you, but I'll just... No, I no, 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 I do won't. not ruin it. I, I would won't. like to see this for myself. It's cool. But, uh, and who knows, it could change by the time I get there. I don't know, maybe, probably not. But I would like to see how they depict uh, the U.S., Italy, France, and Norway. I want to see how they all hold up. France is my favorite. I like that you did your research. Well, yeah, yeah. Good job, sir. Yeah, well, I, uh, but I'm still a little scared. Well, she's, she sent me pictures mm-hmm. and she got to go. And I'm still scared of the Nisse in, uh, in Norway. It freaks me out. They're like little gnome creatures and I don't know why. They give me the heebie-jeebies. They could be a little creepy. But. Like a, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I would like to see everything and just sample all the food and all the drinks. It's awesome. So. That kind of went into our favorite park question because yeah, I already yeah. knew that he had never gone before. So I kind of like coaxed that. But That's anyway. Fine. Lastly, Katie, go ahead. What is your favorite Disney memory? Uh, Okay. I'm going to go. All right. I was young. Like Lion King came out. What? The 94? I think so. like that. Five. 95. Oh, are you sure? I think it's four. I don't know. I thought it was four. <laughs> At any rate, um, at the time, you know, it, it, was, it was out. It was out for like a couple years. And my mom took me and the kids to Burger King. We were playing in the Playland or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the Playland, there's, you know, uh, you know, you got the ball pit. Whatever, and then there's like a big tunnel. There's a big slide that goes down on the one side. And then on, on the other, across the way was like where you enter. Yeah, you got to use the trays to go down the slide. Yeah. So like you go up. <laughs> I didn't use the tray. I wasn't that kid. But... <laughs> In the Burger King, uh, think they were playing in the corner a tiny little TV. They were playing a VHS thing of Lion King. Mm-hmm. So it's not. They had the toys. Uh, I, no, no, no. This they were just playing the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Or this was a couple years after. So they're just playing the movie in the in the, in the thing. But when it got to the part where uh, Timon has to do the dress and drag and do the hula, yes. <laughs> for fun, I'm like eight at this point. For fun, I decided to do it. So when it's like, and. God bless Billy Crystal. And when he went to, <laughs> when he went to, the, what, what do you want to do? Dress and drag, do the hula? And it's like, dun, 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 dun. When that happened, <laughs> I slid down the slide. And there's like my mom and like two other moms sitting there or whatever, just hanging out or whatever, just letting their kids play or whatever. Oh, dun, 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 dun. And I pop out and I did the luau. I did the whole <laughs> spiel. I mean, my socks, you know, because you don't allow the shoes and right, things. Right. So, uh, uh, how the words go? Uh, oh, man. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Luau. If you want a piece of fat and tasty meat eat my pal Pumbaa here he's a real treat uh come and get in line uh come come on and dine come and get in line uh, yeah oh no come on come on down uh, come on down the line 
come and eat some swine. All yes. you have to do yes. is get in line. Orange chicken. Yep, yep, yep. For some bacon. Yep, yep, yep. yep. He's a big pig. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You could be a big pig too. Ooh. And he does this behind the uh, behind head behind hands behind the head, hip thrust. Yes. Fucking, and, then, and then he just and then he just <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he runs back. Uh, he runs. He runs away from the hyenas. I did that, and then ran back into the play area. And the, I remember the moms were just clapping, like this kid. Whose kid is this? They're like looking at the other two. Like my mom's just kind of got her head down. And they're like, oh no, that's mine. That's my kid. Oh man, but that's that hilarious. for me, that's when it came to like you know. A favorite Disney memory is that. And I knew that, like, I just wanted to have fun and, like, you know, I didn't think I'd be talking about this at 32. <laughs> I love it. But <laughs> that's my favorite Disney memory is you can, you know, make people laugh and whatever. And yeah. Do that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I did the hula. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, for all those yelling at the podcast, yes, it was 94. <laughs> it was 1994. I always think, I don't know why I always jump to 95 because like in my mind, I just think Toy Story mm-hmm. like as like this basis of all timings back in the early 90s. But no, 95 is where the Indians crushed my hopes and dreams and they lost the World Series. <sighs> they did. So Yeah, for shame. And 97. That might be one of my favorite Disney memories, though. That was a good one. Oh, well, I'm glad to entertain you. Oh, as I did those two random ladies. Who knows where they are? <laughs> Maybe they're talking oh. about you right now. Doubt, but... Um, So today we are going to be discussing the sword in the stone. Full disclosure, until today when I was typing this up, I thought it was the sword and the stone. It's in the stone. That makes a lot more sense. It's in the stone. Yeah, I know. I get it now. It's an important Um, plot point. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Also, full disclosure here, I thought I'd seen this movie before. I had not. Full disclosure, (laughs) I thought I hadn't seen it before. I had. <laughs> I've seen I this like, many times. And I really enjoy it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Sword in the Stone. Yeah, that's good. That's a great one. Like, why did I have this memory? I think it's because I talk about Merlin so much being, like, the only good Slytherin. And I just, like, have this memory of, like, yeah, I know who Merlin is. I have no idea who Merlin was. No now kidding. you do. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time for the 32nd Disney Dash do you want to go first? When uh, do you want to go? It's up to you. Uh, you can go whenever. Well, I mean, if it's how many you times you've seen it. it. Okay, I'll go last then, I guess. Okay. Because okay. I've seen it more than you guys, which is weird. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll go last. Okay. So, sure. Do you want to go first? No. Okay. We're going to go in order of who's seen it the most. True. Yeah. Yeah. Completely by accident. Okay. All right. On your mark. Get set. Go. So we have Wart. And Merlin and Archimedes. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. And then, um, so Merlin knows that Wart is coming and he makes tea for him and then he's going to teach him. I don't remember why. <laughs> and um, then his name is actually Arthur and he's going to be a squire, but actually, no, he's the king and he pulls a sword out of the stone and they become, but before that, they become fish and they become a squirrel and they become something else. <laughs> And then he fights Madame Min. <laughs> That's not, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it was all over the place. You hit the high notes. But, you yeah, know, you did good. Just, yeah. Did good. Yeah. I didn't prepare this one, and that always goes terribly, so. Are you ready? No. 
go. Merlin gets a wart and he wants to educate him. <laughs> <laughs> and they go on all kinds of fun adventures like turning into a fish and a bird and a squirrel. Oh yeah, bird. And uh, <laughs> turns out that Wart has to help his foster brother with some tournament. He forgets the sword and then he goes to grab another sword and it's a sword and stone. That's it? Yep. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, sure. 20 seconds. Woo! Uh, all right. Are you going to stick to 30 seconds? No. <laughs> I'll try. I mean, just cut me off. Okay. It's fine. You got this. Uh, ready? And go. Merlin realizes, uh, finds out that he has to, for whatever reason, train this wart in a classical education, in a well-rounded education, because he's of some importance. He doesn't know what yet because he's forgetful. Uh, he does life lessons, turns him into a fish, a squirrel, a bird, and teaches him lessons along the way. His pet... Uh, well-educated Al Archimedes helps him out, and then uh, he also becomes a squire for his foster brother Kay. And needed a sword, pulled it out of the anvil. Oh my, but Jesus, he is King Arthur. Oh, <laughs> Thirty seconds. <laughs> that was exact. That was I awesome. Slow off. start. Slow start. No, oh, that was perfect. That's okay. You got that. Yeah, but I. Did not mention Madame Mim, which is <gasps> terrible. I didn't either. Oh, yeah. Well, no. I did, guys. She's a, I saved she's a big us. deal. I saved us. All right, all right. Okay. That's so funny. So, some history on the sword in the stone. In. In. Mm-hmm. It's from 1963. Um, it is considered an American animated musical fantasy comedy film. Whew. Produced okay. by Walt Disney Productions, released by Buena Vista Distribution, as per usual. Um, it is the 18th Disney animated feature film. It is based on the novel of the same name, which was first published all the way back in 1938. Um, and it was re- later republished in 1958 as the first book of T.H. White's tet- Tetralogy, The Once and Future King. Um, so way back in 1939, Walt acquired film rights to this novel in which various attempts at developing the film would last two decades before actual production on the film officially would begin. The Sword in the Stone would be the final... This is so sad. (laughs) This is the final animated film Walt produces through to the end before his death. Yep. So... Um, he does touch one more after this, but he doesn't see it through. He does he does begin the Jungle Book, yes. but he doesn't finish it. Um, it's his last so far. The man's frozen. <laughs> He's not frozen under the castle. I'll tell you this right now. I've walked underneath it. There's, trust me, nothing down there is clean enough to keep a body. It's disgusting. It's all pipes. <laughs> it's pipes and garbage, and it smells, and yep. You yep. see Mickey as, Mouse walk by sometimes. Under a castle should smell. Right? True. True. This is authentic. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so this is the final. I can't believe that we're already here. I know. I feel like we. There's so much more. Uh, there's so much more. And, well, and I know that, like, his legacy lives on still, even to this day. But, like. This is the last one he saw through to the end. It's just sad. I was talking with Meg about this earlier, just like just that point right there. And I was like, well, like, honestly, his career, I mean, it was a good career, but like he died pretty young. You know what I mean? So it's going to seem shorter even to us as we're going through just his career. How old was he? He was only in his 60s. 60s, yeah. It was 1963. 
Yeah, but he died because of lung cancer. I mean, he smoked way too much. Ah, well, Don't I mean, smoke, kids. Go. Well, at one point, it was touted as uh, as uh, beneficial. True. I know. So he was just going doctor's orders. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the songs in the film were written and composed by our boys, the Sherman Brothers. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're the bomb. Mm-hmm. They also go on to write music for Mary Poppins, The Jungle Book, The Happiest Millionaire, The One and Only Genuine Original Family Band, The Aristocats, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, the Sword in the Stone was released on Christmas in 1963, and it had mixed reviews, but it was a box office success, which is good. It became the sixth highest grossing film of 1963, earning an estimated... $4.75 million. does not seem like a lot nowadays. 63. But yeah, back then, that's a lot. Um, Animated film. Yeah. Right. And it was re-released in theaters again in 1983 on March 25th and grossed $12 million. Um, And it has a lifetime domestic gross of $22.2 million in North America. So that's cool. The film did receive a nomination for an Oscar. For best score hmm. and adaption or treatment, but it lost to Irma LaDuce. Irma. Don't know that Darn one. Darn you, Irma. Um, so in 2008, the American Film Institute nominated The Sword in the Stone for its top 10 animated films list, but among the 50 that were nominated, it did not reach the top 10, which is sad. Hey, it's an honor to be nominated. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, a live-action remake is what in development. Uh, I don't know going, if that's true or not. Yeah, it, this uh, is you know just according to the interwebs. I don't know how I feel about that. It's supposedly going to be directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo. 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 So I don't, know who that is. I don't know if that's true, but come maybe. on, Juan, don't let us down. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel about. It. I mean, I mean. Well, here's the thing. The There's... Wizard's Duel would be amazing. That would be cool. Yes. That would be cool. Yes. There's been so many different adaptions of this story. Sure. So it might be cool to see and I wonder Disney why... do a live action. I wonder why that's why it's got mixed reviews as well. Yeah. Because maybe they, everyone came into it thinking, oh, which one are they going to do? Oh, which one are they going to do? And like this was different. Mm-hmm. They went a different direction. Especially like from the old live actions we've seen of Walt, I would expect like... A live action Arthur movie, you know, kind of like um. But that's also been any done. Of the names, right? You know, right. there's been a lot of what, King King Kid King Arthur's Court and like other uh, then you have like other kind of ones like the Page Master and the, like you know there's different. There's been a bunch of movies. Yeah, for sure. It's just so funny that like these animated films, these early ones, they most of them got mixed reviews. But, like, that is Walt's legacy more than anything. You know what I mean? It's the animated movies. Yeah. I mean, his live actions, in my opinion, are questionable, most of them. But just because some of his topics that he decided to make movies on, I'm just like, why? Okay, but don't don't be hating on Darby O'Gill, okay? Darby O'Gill and the Little People is great. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. But can we... Can we bring it back to Rob Roy, please? That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, my God. Rob Roy? Rob Roy. That movie is the worst. The 
Well, I'm thinking the Liam Neeson one, but you're probably not thinking that one. Oh, no, it's from a really long time ago. Yeah, no, the Liam Neeson one, I loved. Maybe I should try that, but uh, the original... It's a little long. I don't know if you're going to like it. (sighs) You know what else was good? Greyfriars Bobby, but that's another story. But anyway, 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 it's just weird that these earlier animated films, like, really, I feel like they didn't start taking off until, like, the Renaissance period when they would, like, like, our childhood, right? That's whenever they, like, exploded, but... Like, these were popular, but they weren't popular like Aladdin popular. You know what I mean? Mm. And these are the ones that, like, Walt touched. touched. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Cinderella is still massive. The whole theme park of Magic Kingdom has Cinderella's castle in the middle of it. But Snow like, White's still a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the princesses are, are princesses always. Princesses are here to stay. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. And like if you like even like Aristocats that's coming up soon. Are they that's doing an underrated that too? movie. I don't know. <gasps> that would be cool. No, I was just asking. I don't know. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up That'd or be down. Awesome. That would be really cool. <laughs> I, don't I don't feel great about all these live actions. <laughs> I bet it would be like a Disney Plus kind of like Lady and the Tramp. Oh, that was cute. But that anyway, cute. maybe we should talk about fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> okay, unlike last episode, I actually had a bunch of fun facts. Yay. You had like two on the last episode. I know. So imagine my excitement. Okay, so although Walt Disney never knew it, he himself was the... So Bill Pete is the character designer who did Merlin, and Pete modeled Merlin after Walt Disney, which is pretty cool. So Pete saw them. It? Pete saw them both as argumentative cantankerous oh my god i love that word but playful and very intelligent so pete even gave merlin walt's nose this is the second instance that walt unknowingly served as a model for a wizard because he was also for jensen which is disney spelled backwards yep um this like meg said was the last film that he produced since he died during the production of the jungle book um this is the first disney animated feature with songs by the sherman brothers so they I love all that. they usually did live action stuff, but here they are with some cartoons. Um, I can't wait for them on Mary Poppins. I know that's coming up really soon. I know. This is the only animated Disney movie from the 1960s not yet to have a platinum DVD, a sequel, a TV show, or a live action remake. Interesting. Might be changing. Um. So this was that also have a platinum DVD, dude. I don't know. What Talk to the, the vault. Heck? Talk to the vault. Well, it's on Disney Plus now. Yeah. I wonder how much they'll really do with that. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a way to make money. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> this was the first Disney animated feature film made under a single director. So previous mm. features were directed either by three or four directors or by a team of sequence directors under a supervising director. So the man hired for the job was veteran animator Wolfgang Reitherman, who is one of the fabled nine old men. And he would go on to direct all the Disney features up until the 1980s. That's cool. So, like, even some of the live actions and stuff? I don't know. Huh. It didn't get me that far. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of the princesses that we were talking about before, many elements of Sleeping Beauty from 59 have been recycled into films. Such as this film. Definitely um, it reuses opening credit yeah. backgrounds and various animation scenes. So mm-hmm. the most noticeable are the owl from the forest scene, who would inspire Archimedes, and Maleficent in dragon form, which led to Madame Mim in dragon form. TikTok totally. I saw yep. for the alligator. Totally looked like TikTok at it times. It did. When mm-hmm. Mim was an alligator, 
or crocodile, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, we know that they like to do that already. Sure. Yeah. Also, there were a ton of scenes that were just painted again. You could tell some of like the background scenes. It was just like a painted scene that they like put some animation over. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like the when forest, they do that. Though. There's like one where you're looking. It's. I think it's. I think it's the scene when they're squirrels and it's the tree. The tree is totally just a single painting and they like zoom into it. Mm-hmm. What is that? What's that? The multi-plane camera? Yeah, but I I don't think they're using it anymore at this mm. point, are they? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's still know. around. He might have been like, hey, you use that. I, Archime- Archimedes. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so I kind of think maybe the reason why I thought that I had seen this movie is because the owl resembles the owl from Sleeping Beauty so oh, much. Yeah, it's like yeah. literally the same owl. On top of also so literally being the same owl potentially for the fox and the hound. Like, not identical, but very similar. All three of them, like, I would always get them confused. Mm-hmm. I would be like, wait, what is that scene from? Hold on, which movie is that scene from? Because, like, it's recycled animation. Plus, like, it. Fox and the Hound, he's a little bigger. Big yeah. Mama. Big Mama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Big Mama. And then uh, Sleeping Beauty is, like, middle-sized. Archimedes is pretty tiny. Yeah. He is. He's they just shrink him down a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, the face, even, <clears throat> between Sleeping Beauty and Archimedes, like, it's the same. Yeah. No. I mean, I get it. Recycle what you got. Right. But, I mean, not to the point where people notice. <laughs> Plus, like, Meg, you're, you're obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, and there's an owl in that, too. So you're probably just thrown. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many owls. So many owls. Lies. <gasps> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. There's one in the fridge. I'll get it. <laughs> um, so the roof of Madame Mim's house is designed to resemble a witch's traditional black hat. I didn't catch that. I didn't either, and I knew that even before I watched this. <laughs> oh, you watched it fast first? All right, all right. Um, so this is probably my favorite fun fact. So Arthur was voiced by three different boys. Really? There's Ricky Sorensen, Richard Reitherman, and Robert Reitherman, which I wonder if they're related to the director. I would assume. So the changes in voice are very noticeable in the film because of the way Arthur's voice keeps going from broken to unbroken, sometimes in the same scene. So one of the easiest noticed is in the last scene in the throne room when Arthur asks in his changed voice, oh, Archimedes, I wish Merlin was here. Then the camera cuts further back and Arthur shouts in his unchanged voice, Merlin, Merlin. So I did know this, and as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I totally hear, like, a prepubescent voice. I hear a middle ground, and I hear, like, an older child's voice. And there are other times where he gets, like, choked up and stuff, and I'm like, eh, I can't. Yeah, I know. why it was would they a do weird. that? I don't know. But I mean, it was a little, it was weird, but it wasn't to the point where I thought it was different actors. Yeah, not until yeah. I read this, and yeah. then I was like, oh, so, I guess but, I get it. So, so you know, they pulled a fast one. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why they did it? Couldn't tell you. Maybe the kid got sick or something. Maybe he came Maybe. down with the mumps. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe like the other squire. Yeah. You don't know. Or he got whatever Mim got. Yeah. I. It is weird though, and Katie pointed out that he he's the only one without an accent yeah and he's supposed to yeah. have an accent yeah being so arthur that's weird. did and... mim have an accent no i don't mm. think so i guess she just had her own weird voice yeah did did uh merlin merlin really have one no but we're maybe no. they're from somewhere else though that's the thing i'll get into that later <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the climactic battle between Merlin and Madame Mim is often cited by animation experts as some of the best character animation to that date. 
Yeah. So the characters go through numerous physical transformations during the battle, yet they still re- retain identifying features. So Merlin still has, like, he's still blue. Oh my God, he's so cute. And has glasses and his facial hair, and Mim is always pink and purple and has her messy hair. His little rabbit. <laughs> oh my God. I like his caterpillar. <laughs> and last but not least, not including the prologue, the title doesn't actually appear until 71 minutes into the film, right at the end. The, you yeah. mean the actual sword in the stone? The titular? Like the, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Yes. Yeah, you don't see it until yeah. near the end. Literally, like, the last yeah. 30 seconds, it feels like. Yeah. It, but I, I was kind of like, so how does the story get to this part? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, <laughs> And wait. then it's like... It feels like the movie is ending, and it kind of is. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this is the story. I get it. It's like they took, like, the Arthur story and did the prequel. Yeah. Right up until, no, like, he's agree. King Arthur, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so characters. Like Katie said, there are three boys that voiced Arthur or Wart. Ricky Sorensen, Richard Reitherman, and Robert Reitherman. Um... So, Wart slash Arthur is super cute. I really like him. This kid's a Hufflepuff. He's through and through. Totally a Hufflepuff. You want to know why? Because when he's he's doing his chores in the kitchen and Merlin comes in and is like, why don't we why don't we just do something faster so we can go and do what I want to do? And he's like, but I'm supposed to do them. I'm like, oh my God, child. Yeah. <laughs> You're too true. Yeah. That's great. Um, I like him a he's lot. He's cute. I... Still, I'm just not over the fact that I had never seen this movie before. I felt like I'd, I don't know. I, like, had this connection with these characters. Like, I'd seen it, and then I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I've never seen this before. You know what else I just thought of? And I'm sorry, this is, like, going off track. It's back to Archimedes. But... (laughs) It's fine. I love Archimedes. It's hilarious. (laughs) Do you remember in the sing-along VHS tapes... I think it's Archimedes, Archimedes yeah, yeah, does that it. intros. I have that one. No, yeah. he, does, he also does the ABCs. I think that's where I knew him from. <laughs> I just now made this connection. I had, yes, I'd never seen this movie, but I knew Archimedes through the VHS sing-along tapes. It's all oh coming God. together. I'm, wow. I think it's really funny that you thought you'd seen it, or thought you hadn't seen it. Wait. No, I thought that I had. I thought you had seen it, but you didn't, and I thought I hadn't, but I did, because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, no, I remember this. No, I remember this. The only part I never saw was the battle. Which is interesting. Okay. Between Merlin and Mim. Yeah. I never saw it. I had no idea who this Mad Mim person was. That's the best part of the movie. I mean, it is the best part. It's great. But I had never seen that. It's like mm. 20 minutes that I don't... What did I do? I get bored as a kid and like walk away and miss an awesome part of Maybe. the movie. I don't it's know. It's not really regarded as a girl's movie. Uh, I know. I was. I no. asked my mom today at lunch. I was like, Mom, why have I never seen The Sword and the Stone? And she's like, well, you know, I was, I was just one of those moms where I just did the girl movies with you. I did. It, I thought that was a boy movie, so I didn't show it to you. And I'm There's like, no oh, such thing. generational changes. Yeah, but... My children will see them all. They'll see them all. No such thing as a boy movie or girl movie. They're just movies. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I would have loved the battle scene between Mim and 
Merlin as a kid. I could have started you on your Harry Potter path way sooner. Well, that and like we went to Disney all the time with me growing up seeing the sword in the stone in Fantasyland. <laughs> right. So like, how did I never be like, mom, I want to see that. It's just weird. I guess maybe I was just super focused on the princesses and like it is what it is. Kids like what they like, but mm. it's just weird. Um, yep. Merlin. God bless Merlin. Uh, he's, <clears throat> I mean, Arthur is supposed to be like the main character, but I don't think he is. I think Merlin's the main I character. I agree with you. Merlin is the main character in Merlin, my mind. I have so much I want to talk about Merlin. Go for you it. You have the like, floor. Well, one, well, first, back up to Arthur for a second. Like, are you guys familiar with, like, the, uh, the other, like, the old Arthurian legends, like, and how, like, Arthur came to be. You know, vaguely. Okay. Vaguely. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a whole different, like, there's many different depictions or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I had to bring up, like, a family tree on how this thing That's happened. Cool. It's crazy. Guys, Matt's legit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Arthur, he's, okay. Merlin did some not safer podcast shenanigans to get Arthur conceived. Oh, okay. So in the beginning of the movie, you see like the king was, you know, Uther. It says in the book, like Uther was like, uh, and that was that he was the king, Uther Pendragon. He was the king and he died with, quote, without an heir. Hmm. Whatever. But he, Merlin did some real shenanigans that I can't really repeat on this podcast (laughs) to get Uther. An heir. An heir. So uh, Arthur and like, and Arthur was like. Quote, sort of illegitimate. It's really tricky. I'm like, how? This is why Merlin is a Slytherin. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Merlin has a lot of ethical and moral quandaries that I... That doesn't make someone a Slytherin. He... I'm just saying he's ambitious. He's cunning. He's getting what he wants to get. Yeah. He's self-preserving. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Totes Slytherin. So, Arthur... Okay. He's... He's... He's the son of Uther. And rightful heir. Or whatever. By some weird way. I mean, in the lineage of, <laughs> you know, how kings are or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. the heir is next to come mine. So, I, Uther dies. Supposedly there's no heir. I have no idea what kind of government and stuff they have now. Maybe it's just a bunch of nobles squabbling. And they say, like, you know, the strong prey against the weak. It's all, like, crazy time. And it's hard to date this movie because they say, like, <clears throat> they say it's in the Dark Ages. Which Middle be, Ages, right? Well, he, he, Merlin, in the way beginning, he's lifting up like water and stuff. Right. The thing is like Dark Ages indeed. He's all upset. So he mm. we would put it. Okay. We put it in like a Dark Ages, and really Uther supposedly was around like five hundred uh, AD. So like pretty old movie, and later, <clears throat> or pretty old, not the setting of it. The movie is six. This movie is, it's still old movie. <laughs> it's miraculous. It and came out five hundred AD. Later in the movie, Merlin says, you know. Because well, there's a message, the messenger comes to the castle, and Merlin makes an aside and says, oh, I wish, you know, the London Times would just do it, but the next publication is in for, like, another 1,200 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that would put it around that time, like, 500 or whatever, because the London Times was, like, 1780-something, 85 or something like that. So that was, so it would put him back there to, like, okay, late 500s, maybe, or something like that. What is the Middle Ages? Is that earlier? Uh, Middle Ages. I wrote is that like three hundreds? Middle Ages, Middle Ages, Middle Ages. Well, Dark Times was pretty long, but the Dark Times is supposedly like 
476 AD to 1453 AD. Like 900 years of Europe, Dark Ages. Interesting. But medieval time, I thought was like a subset of that, but in the later... uh, It wasn't 500. Like Dark Ages is like... So it's earlier. Yeah. But it's weird because the castle... The castle's not very Dark Ages. The castle has one, a moat. Right. And a drawbridge, and it's got turrets, nice hall, uh, nice tall With stone. With a barracuda turrets. in it. Was that one of the official? I didn't really yeah, go into yeah, the oh, yeah. That should not be there. But <laughs> and Merlin, and Merlin <laughs> makes him like, what? What is that creature doing in there? That should not be in there. And it's true, it should not be in there. Uh, but so yeah, the castle should be a little later, like medieval period. But they're in the Dark Ages, so it's kind of weird to date this. So, but Arthur, he's you know, he he's legit heir. Somehow became an orphan, uh, you know, was on a house or Ector. We'll get to him, but like how he came to be. Like, Is that the redheaded dude with the yep, mustache? Yeah, the short, short squat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, he became, and he became, uh, his, uh, Arthur became his ward. And I don't know if that's where Wart, Wart. came from, why they call him Wart. Oh. But like when you're protective, like a ward of the state, whatever, like you're protected. So I, maybe it. that's why they call him Wart. And, or maybe to try to get some distance from what other royalties there were from the, uh, Arthur. He calls yeah. Merlin Marvin a lot. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just think a fun thing for them, but I don't know. But that's, you know, Arthur, whatever. He's good and true, and we get that. But he doesn't know anything. He wants to be a squire, like any other boy. He wants to grow up, and uh, his work aspiration the, is, like, to be a like squire for, for a knight. He can't be a knight, but he could be, like, a squire to a knight. That's, like, the highest ceiling right. for him. So he doesn't think he can do Little does he know. Little does he know. What? So it brings us to Merlin, who... Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, sure, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he's, one, he's stupid powerful. Yeah. He's crazy powerful. And I was curious, like, in my head, how powerful is this guy in all the Disney things? And I put him up against, like, other people, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, for me, Genie's number one. Genie's insane. Genie is mm-hmm. awesome. Genie could do... He's got... He's immortal. He could do... He li- like... Do you think Merlin is, is immortal? That's why I think he is. I think he's immortal, but he still fears for like bodily harm. Like he, I think he can live forever, but he can be killed. I believe so. If that makes sense, like okay. immortal but not invincible. It like uh, almost reminds me of Dumbledore, but like on an even bigger level. Uh, oh no! I think this guy like immortal. He can live forever. Yeah. Like if I were to put this guy in like D and D stats, like. I'd say he's got like a ten strength. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nerdy for a second. Do it. Go for it. And like, uh, he's got. I give him like a tenth strength score. He's not particularly strong, but he's not weak either. He's not. He's not. He's an old man, and he's ancient. Yeah. But he can still do stuff. He can still roll up a pail of water. He can still do things. Right. He still climbs up to put umbrellas in his leaky ceiling and stuff. Like he can still. He's not feeble. He's not decrepit. Yeah. Right. But he's not. He's not particularly strong either. Right. And I also, he's got a high dexterity score. Like he's got like a step, because the man was water skiing. He's balancing <laughs> on stones. He, he has very quick reactions, like for an old he's man. He's so cool. He's very dexterous for an old guy. My constitution score, he's through the roof. He's a 20. This guy, he can, he lives forever. He travels to different times. Where he's lived many lifetimes. And, that, and I think that's why he's so forgetful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he like might forget where he's at. Yeah, and that was really bothering him. Like, you really... And there's a time paradox as far as, like, okay, you helped Arthur be conceived. And for Arthur to be the knight, uh, the head of the knight, the king of the knights, the round table and stuff, like, that already happened. You know that already happens. Like, how 
how do you forget that? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Especially the shenanigans you pulled with Uther and stuff. Like, crazy. Like, how do you forget this stuff? But right. at the same time, when you, if you lived centuries yeah. and have seen so many different things, so many different places. Yeah, like, where does your, like, long-term memory, like, run out of space? Yeah, and that's, like, <laughs> he's super forgetful. And you think, like, oh, that's just, haha, he's a bumbling old man sometimes like no i just think he just, he just lived so long yeah it's like nicholas fumel i'm just making a all bit, these no, harry no, potter connections no. he, like... he pretty much yeah <laughs> except he just has it. he doesn't need a stone like it just yeah. it just works for him and nicholas fumel is like decrepit in the last yeah. in like crimes of grindelwald yeah. it's, it's like, like paper thin is is it even worth still being alive at this point like <laughs> you shuffle across the floor <laughs> also the thing with merlin is he can take a hit that's why his constitution's yeah. pretty high. Like, you know, he's he took fire to his butt on, uh, you know, some of those. Alligator pulled yeah. all the hair out of his tail. Yeah, like, and not only just the wizard's duel. Like, uh, he had to deal with, like, the fish and, like, some other stuff. Like, he, yeah. he had a lot going on. He could take a hit. He so took that man, barracuda. Yeah. Which, mind you, should be in salt water. There's not salt water <laughs> around that castle. There's also not turtles anywhere near there when they see a turtle under the water. Hmm. See? Uh, uh, and he also, he doesn't get winded easily. In the way beginning, he's like running to the castle and stuff, and yeah. he tells Wart to keep up, who's like a twelve-year-old boy, <laughs> full of energy. Like, yeah, that old man's in shape, yeah. so his constitution's really high. Merlin uh, knows how to lift. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, his his intelligence score. I put him also. Awesome. <laughs> nice. nice. His intelligence uh. score. I put him at a twenty as well. Like the man, he's lived many lifetimes. He's been to many different places. Oh yeah, he knows things. Yeah. And as far as like the difference between like intelligence and wisdom, intelligence is knowing uh, I'm gonna use an old D and D trope. Intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, and wisdom is knowing you don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. <laughs> I love I like that. that. So I love there, that. That's the key difference there with uh, the, the intellect. Like he's been everywhere, different time periods. He knows so much stuff that my his intelligence huge. His wisdom, I think he got a little hit, like an 18 wisdom, because he is a little forgetful. He puts wart in some really sticky situations, like mortal peril. <laughs> like, he's like, go ahead, figure it out. I mean, there's lessons to be learned. He's trying to teach him right. lessons. But he doesn't prep him that, like, hey, you're in mortal danger. Like, he just kind of throws him in there and sees what happens. But, like, the best was the squirrel. The squirrel was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he gets, he's not, he's not, like... He doesn't care about it until it's affecting him. And then he's like, all yep. right, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> a little hypocrisy on some of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, his last one, Another I think, he's, trait. He's, uh, I think he's got like a 12 charismatic, a little above average charismatic square. I'd say like a 12. Yeah, he, he does a poor job of getting Sir Ector to agree to like an education. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of great job convincing, but he makes his lessons pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, so like he's, he's charismatic in some ways. But when he has to deal with, like, uh, more ignorant people or something like that. Like, he, he doesn't know how to into, uh, charismatically get what he needs. Yeah. yeah. He has to play some tricks and whatever to really yeah. get there. So He's not a good convincer. No, no. Um, so, I and I said earlier, he, I, he's got some... Disney plays hard and loose, uh, fast and loose with the... Time paradox, like he does stuff to help Arthur, gets him conceived, mm -hmm. then, oops, he's gone. He comes back. He's got to help him now, or he doesn't do well. Like I don't know how. Yeah. That works. I don't know. It's a weird, you know, Back to the Future kind of thing. Playing with time in movies is hard. So, I don't know. 
But I like that he's like, oh, I need to make it, like, I need to get out of here. I'm going to Bermuda. <laughs> it's like, too much for me. Peace out. Right. Bermuda. I'm out of here. Comes back in, like, Converse and <laughs> board shorts. Oh, my God. That was great. And it reminded me so much of the genie at the end of Aladdin, too. How he, like, has on the goofy hat like he's going to Disney World. Yeah. Can I get some? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then they bring up the genie. Like, he's, for me, Merlin's super powerful. In Disney, but and then I went to I, I was curious. I looked up like online like what other people would rank Merlin at. Genie, I guess, is number one. Like Genie is like nuts. It's because crazy. Genie is the bomb. Yeah. Um, down the line a little bit is Merlin. He's like six or something on the one I saw. Really? And he's right ahead of Maleficent, which I would hmm. put if I were to put them two together, uh, pit them against each other. I would go Merlin over Maleficent, and I love Maleficent, but I would agree with that. You know, Do you Merlin remember the ones powerful. between? Uh, the one, I mean, there were some movies I didn't see. There were some old ones. Um, I'm gonna try and find that. What was the Fantasia Dark Lord? Yensid. Oh, yep. Yensid. Okay. Yeah, or Trinabog. Uh, I think he was also up there. Yensid was big. Yeah, like there's other ones that were just huge. Yeah. That, you know. How, how did you find that? Just looking up. Just ranking. Uh, Disney Powerful. Mm, Disney is powerful. Oh. But, and some side notes with Merlin. Merlin in this depiction he's pretty benevolent like a good moral character and other yeah. there are other depictions where merlin is not he's more uh uh more conniving even more conniving um my best my favorite depiction of merlin is stephen king's stephen's got uh merlin more or less takes the many different forms across stephen king's universe in different books okay and he's kind of like the, the bad guy and it's really good or whatever and how to pick and Merlin he's he's a weird guy um yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so they have genie is 11 on this list which on is that interesting. one yes yeah so but it says so this is the top tens whatever. um one is chernabog he's he's pretty scary looking i don't I, care about scary i want powerful he is the creator of dark magic so i like that genie can do any magic I mean, I he can't. Okay, I he can't. He can't raise from the dead. He can't do uh, love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I get. He has some limitations. Genie can't die. Genie can go wherever he wants. He's lived for ten, tens of thousands of years. True. Yeah. Ten thousand years. A freed genie. <laughs> a freed genie. Oh, dude. Dude, oh, no. Yeah. He's like cosmic. He can go anywhere. It's not just stuck in. He goes different planes of existence yeah. if he wanted to. Like no. I love the genie. I yeah, can't yeah. believe that it's on a, it's Hercules is too? What is this? He can't <laughs> yeah. even he can't even fly on his own. He can't do That's anything. True. Okay, That's true. so he's super strong. Bless my soul. on a rope. I get it. He's he, a god. Uh, sort of. <laughs> he's the son of a god. <laughs> Alright. No. Uh, see. Said, I can see that. I don't know. Phantom blot. What is that? I have no idea. Um, Elsa's number five. Yeah, and I think that that is, this is awesome. What is this list? I think that's so cool. Elsa's powerful AF. She is. Get out of here. Ice powers. Merlin can do A. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Merlin? Merlin? And Merlin lives so, many someone, lifetimes. Right. Someone commented and said, imagine Elsa at World of Warcraft. She would rule them all. <laughs> so Whatever. Elsa can make a snowman, but Merlin could be a snowman. Merlin can make snow in July. It's fine. Right? So he good. does. Yeah. Ooh, Cora. I love Cora. Who put this here? 
The genies at number one, genie and Jafar. Well, yeah, I mean, I they're both, you know, technically Jafar. Two, Chernabog. I don't know. Three. I don't know who that is. Four, Yen Sid. Five, the Olympian Greek gods. Pa- they nope. put them together. Pass. That's not Six, fair. Six, Merlin. The Greek gods, no, they should be separate because they're sent in separate entities. It's yeah. true. Some have greater powers than others. Ooh, they have Ursula as number eight. Ursula's pretty good. Yeah. Stitch is number ten. Yeah. Anyway, he's a really interesting character. Uh, on part, like, some of the old Merlin uh, lore, I guess, mm-hmm. whatever. He is... Blah, 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 where are you at? Oh, well, he was a... What do you call it? Apparently, the story goes, he was almost like a demon spawn. Oh. And he was supposed to be like the coming of the Antichrist, kind of like. So he had a lot of powers and prophecies and craziness. But uh, whoever it was, like, turned him good. They baptized him immediately after he was born. So he kind of retained all those powers, but he was like good or whatever. Mm. So it was a weird kind of thing. That's kind of like the origin of Merlin. They don't really go into this story and where Merlin came yeah, from right? or any of that stuff. He's just like there and exists. I mean, you can't do the whole Arthurian legend in a disney movie in an hour and 20 minutes no no for kids no no <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, so yeah merlin he's a really interesting character i love him a lot he's crazy like yeah he um, he's awesome <laughs> uh he's, he's reading he's up on merlin fe- yeah it says on wikipedia he is part of medieval welsh poetry yeah oh i mean more like you know first written down somewhere yeah. yeah yeah no i know but there's different depictions but he was immediately popular especially in wales i think that's neat sure etymology of his name <laughs> the name merlin is derived from the welsh Merdin, the name of the bard who was one of the chief sources for the later legendary figure jeffrey of monmouth latinized the name to merlinus in his works you can um, go on and on you can go down a rabbit hole if you start looking up yeah. All that stuff. Merlin is an... Other suggestions are that Merlin is an adjective deriving from the French Merle, meaning blackbird. Interesting. Mm. Okay. That's weird. Oh. Well, I mean... Uh, That's cool. He's, but... a, he's an awesome character. Uh, I love that he's got a familiar with him. He's got, he's got Archimedes. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is a familiar. <gasps> he does have a familiar. Oh. I love that. I love that. You guys, I love it. You can, you can catch your... No, I just oh, thought right. it was like... In my head, it's like... You know, Disney characters, they all have animals. All right, I guess you're right. <laughs> And I'm really, really pleased that he named him Archimedes. Uh, Archimedes of Syracuse is mm-hmm. one of the... For me, one of the top... And I, I feel nerdy. because you like math. Uh, it was my major. So <laughs> I even had a class of history of mathematics, and it was actually a really entertaining read, and I really enjoyed it. But as far as, like, mathematicians of all time, for me, Archimedes is top three. This guy's crazy. Greek mathematician, physicist, engineer, inventor, and astronomer. Yeah, he's he he had a hand mm-hmm. in everything. Uh, he's the one who popularized Eureka because he had a he discovered a solution to a problem. The Greek uh, I don't know if it was king at the time, or whatever, or you know head honcho, gave some <laughs> gold to a blacksmith to say, "Hey, make me a crown." Like and it's pure gold. Mm-hmm. The blacksmith made a crown, but the king did, and it was like the king didn't know if it was like gold plated, or if it was all gold. And he didn't know how to like tell without breaking the crown. The crown. So he gave to Archimedes like, "Hey, figure this out." Archimedes was like, "Ugh." So Archimedes just sitting in his bathtub, and he realized that when he gets in the bathtub, like the wire displaces or whatever, 
and he can measure the volume of the wire displacement. Ooh. So he's like, huh, if I put this crown of gold, if it's solid gold, it should only move this much. But if it had like silver or other stuff in it on the inside, it would move a different amount because the density is different. Ooh. So he got really specific on that. He figured it out, and the, the, the story goes that he, he was so happy to figure it out because it was really a really brain teaser that he jumped out of his bathtub and was running down the streets of Greece naked to the, the Eureka, Eureka, I found the solution. <laughs> and whatever. I love that. And fun fact, uh, the blacksmith did cheat him. And oh, it wasn't all gold. I bet he kept it. Not a great day for the blacksmith. But uh, <laughs> so, but, anyway, but it's things like that where like the guy was just super like ingenuity. He made uh, the Archimedean screw, which is an easier way to pull out water. Uh, an efficient way to move water. Uh, it's kind of like an auger bit, but you encase it in uh, like a cylinder and then you just turn the bit. And as the auger bit turns, the water comes up with it. Instead of moving a pail with the pulleys and everything else, you just turn this off. They have something like that at Disney Springs. You know, the place where you can like turn and then the water and it comes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. You, you should, should go. go. Yeah, maybe you You could see it. That's like... You look up to Archimedes, he, Archimedes and you can Syracuse. see his invention. Archimedes of Syracuse, <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton, who Merlin talks about while he talks about gravity and the theory of uh, opposites, you know, what they attract if your uh, particles that are free to move will attract and come together. And it's other things of Isaac Newton. Uh, for me, the third one would probably be Carl Frederick Gauss, who they do not talk about in here, <laughs> but Gauss was crazy. He was really good. But anyway, uh, but I love that he named his owl Archimedes. It's cute. And I'm like, great, great, good job, writers. You didn't name him like Tim or something. Like, <laughs> Tim. You know? Uh, so that, that made me happy. I feel like Disney does a pretty good job with names usually. Yeah, I agree. They do their research. It's like yeah, J.K. Rowling. The Incredible Journey. Like, name those animals something different. Well, the newer one. Lewis. Uh, Teo. And Bodger. Now, I and also Bodger. think Archimedes is also immortal i would agree i can with see that because he he's been with him he's totes magical he's been with him a lot of travels but he's a highly educated owl but uh he, he doesn't talks. he doesn't like humans Mm-mm. and merlin even threatens archimedes like, who turn him into a human if he doesn't you know do what he wants right uh and archimedes also corrects merlin when merlin says that he can see everything and he's like, uh-uh everything's like well all right, all right yeah yeah so <laughs> I, can't, I can't see everything before it happens but you know Archimedes, like, he knows a lot of Merlin's... He knows Merlin, like, the back of his hand. Yeah. The, the back, back of his wing. wing. The back of his wing. Yo, Mako. Who's your Woo-hoo! next character here? Um, Arthur's foster father. Sir Ector. Sir Ector. I don't have a lot on Sir Ector. Like, he's not... He's not a... He's not really a main character. But no, he's, he's not like, a main character. He he's, moves he's the story he moves along. Story. He's pretty, takes her, he's pretty takes, dumb. <laughs> I mean, he's stern. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> He's he's, he's yeah. well versed. There's different educations. Agreed. Like he's well versed in uh, combat. And yeah. I'll retract myself. He's not dumb. He's um ignorant. Ignorant. Yes. If you look at the castle, like the castle's pretty beat up. It's seen some yeah. stuff, and I'm sure Sir Ector's seen some of that. They had the drawbridge with, when they were in the moat. There's like bodies in there, like skeletons. They have real weapons, other broken weapons, and other things that are in there, like. That castle's seen some stuff. The it's guest true. tower? Rough. Oh. Like. Um, my favorite quote from this movie, and I believe it's Arthur saying this to Sir Ector, right? He goes, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's bad. It's wrong. 
It's wrong. Yeah. I think, I think that's the overarching love theme. that quote. Yeah. I, I think that's like, the overarching theme of the whole movie. I love it. <laughs> but I mean. Life lessons from Arthur. And I like that he's a flawed character. Like he took him in. He yes. didn't have to take this orphan. It's true. Like, maybe he thought him was free labor. I don't know. Uh, they they have so many dishes. Oh my god, the background. Like I was how? Like, I don't understand. I wanted to do the math before I came over here, but I didn't. Like even if they, when they did the assembly line. Yeah. And it's still it's going. going for like ages. It, I know it's going forever. The whole time you're there, you do not have enough dishes to fill up that. Right. Like cast. how? Like, no. That's what our kitchen looked like three hours ago. Oh gosh, it's never ending. It, it is crazy. But he and. We use him, you know, demerits for punishment. He doesn't beat the kid. True. He Very him, true. He, he just gives, makes him do dishes. <laughs> he just makes him do dishes and clean the kitchens. Archimedes is totally fine with corporal punishment. When uh, Arthur messes up the G, he's got it backwards. <laughs> yeah. And he, bam, 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 use your head, and he's hitting him. What? <laughs> yeah. And Archimedes is no problem with corporal, corporal punishment. Right. Sir, Arthur, Sir Arthur did not do that. That's true. Now, Sir, well, later to be, Sir K, he's no, he's no problem swinging away. Right. Trying hey. to kill this kid. I told Meg, Sir Kay looks like the baddies from Tangled. He does. Like the two he thieves. really does. Okay. Okay. You know, not like the guys who Flynn is running from. Have you have you seen Tangled? Nope. I've no? seen parts. Okay, so in the very beginning when Flynn is stealing the crown, okay. the bad guys who are like the guards. No, no, no. They're part no, of no, his no. team. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're helping Flynn steal the crown. Those guys who then end up turning on Flynn later in the movie. Yeah. They look just like K. Yeah. Like it's mm. bizarre. It's like updated animation K's. Okay. They recycled it. They well, recycled. I mean, <laughs> there's only so many characters really put together right. throughout the course of all right. these movies. And Kay's not a huge character. So you can breeze through it. True. Um, and they haven't done really <laughs> anything with this movie. And Tangled came out. That's true. However many years after, Didn't I even bet put you on platinum DVD. Shame. Mm-hmm. What the heck is that? The other thing I thought was so actor was weird is I I have no idea how he he agreed to take Wart in. Did someone give him a baby? Yeah. Or something like how did or how as did a that boy, happen? Who Maybe did he, he just showed up on his doorstep? It's not Moses. Like he didn't pull him out of the weed weeds or anything. Like how did <laughs> who who did he agree with? He's like I agreed Merlin to take him in. Left him on the doorstep with oh, a letter. Oh, straight up Dumbledore. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was odd. I mean, in case you didn't know, I can literally relate everything back to Harry Potter. I mean, yeah, sure. Merlin did remind me a lot of Dumbledore. He did. Well, but he's, like, a, but Merlin he's a blue-dressed was... wizard with a long be- white beard. No, just but his mannerisms. His mannerisms did, but Merlin was much more, like, carefree. Yeah. Dumbledore is so calculated. Merlin's not calculated. Dumbledore is a lot more True. wise. He's still intelligent, but I yeah. would say Dumbledore is more wise. Merlin, yeah. I think, would be more intelligent. I agree. Because he knows a lot more facts and stuff. But Dumbledore, much more wise. I like that. So, uh, what, what you got about K? K? Not, not a lot. I mean, he only cares about himself. He's yep. a true neutral. He doesn't... You know, kid goes off into the woods or whatever. And he's just kind of like, well, he's not he's my responsibility. Not my responsibility. I don't care. And he also... <laughs> it's not that he's... a. He's afraid to go in there. Like, Kay's not afraid, really. Af- I want to think Kay's afraid to go in there. He just knows not to. Right, yeah. Like, like I'm not going to mess with it. Why would I risk my neck for this? He's looking yeah. out for numero uno himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was weird that Sir Ector, well, when, when it became whoever decided that whoever wins this tournament becomes king. I don't know if the nobles got together and said, this is crazy. We need a king. Yeah, maybe they're, How just, are we gonna do they're this? tired of waiting. Right. <laughs> you know, like, maybe that's how it happened, but. 
Sir Ector was like, okay, we got to get you to be a knight. And then, boom, you can win that tourney. You're younger than I am. Go for it. Like, yeah. And Kay's like, oh, yeah, sure. He's that like, sounds good. Okay. I'm motivated. Yeah. <laughs> Me be king? That's kind of cool. Or whatever. Right. And Sir Pelinor is like, oh, God. Kay is king? That's, that's not great. <laughs> oh, but, boy. Uh, but, yeah, Kay, he just he doesn't care. He's a big brute. Uh, big brute's a good me. word. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. Mem. Oh, she's last? I got, I got, oh, yeah. I have Pelinor. You can talk about Pelinor. If you I'll want. talk about Pelinor real quick. Who's Pelinor? All right. He was the he was the knight, the messenger guy that came up. Oh, the, the guy with London. the mustache. Now at the time, I, I know don't, a lot of people have mustaches, but do you know who I'm talking? I'd about? imagine he was a knight at the time. Um, but fun fact, uh, Pelinor down the road has a son. Uh, where's my sheet here? Pelinor has a son. Uh, two really. Per, uh, Percival though is the one I remember the most, and Percival is a knight of the Round Table. Okay. Oh, okay. So down okay. the road. Connections. Yeah. He becomes Coolio. one of Sir Arthur's knights. Uh, King Arthur's knights. But also, Pelinor was voiced by uh, Alan Nap- uh, Napier. Napier? I can't pronounce. But he was Alfred in the 1960s Batman. <laughs> okay. I never saw Batman. So I, I heard his voice and I'm like, wait. Like, <laughs> I know this person. I know. This, and he was Alfred. And I'm like, great. So, like, uh, but yeah, he was uh, Sir Pelinor. And he, uh, when they do like a toast kind of thing it was also like a sleeping beauty borrowed animation when they were in the castle together when they were drinking but Wait, yeah I, <clears throat> when he comes in they were drinking they were toasting kane's uh yeah night being knighted that was one of the like borrowed animations and when they're fighting sleeping beauty i th- it looked like it was i've seen sleeping beauty a lot maybe you know i thought that <clears throat> i thought that the one um the guy who that like agrees to have Arthur pull the sword out of the stone, the black the hair. Knight. Yeah, he looks a lot like Sleeping Beauty's dad, doesn't he? Oh, uh, the king, the king. Yeah, but that the guy in Sword in the Stone is a lot burlier. He is. His face though <clears throat> looked maybe a bit like the king. Maybe a bit, but that yeah, Sword in the Stone was a lot burlier. He was like he was like the good knight you don't mess with. Yeah. Like, like it's like yeah. oh this guy says this guy says hold everything they did like <laughs> what what's this guy who is this guy to command such respect to say someone pulled the sword hold everything well, hold up right right like okay like I don't know who that guy is but it's pretty awesome but no we can talk about Mim 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 what do you guys think of her she's a cool villain she's one of those like like a lot of the Disney villains um kind of feel untouchable. But, like, Mim doesn't for some reason. Like, she's magical like Merlin is, but it's okay. cool because she has a match in Merlin. Okay. Whereas, like, when you're when you're watching um, when you're watching Sleeping Beauty, like, who can match Maleficent? You know, like, yeah, like no. yes, is that's Philip, right? Oh, my God, I'm blanking. Yeah, Prince yeah. Philip. So, yes, Philip and defeats her. Samson. What? And his horse, Samson. Who's that? His Prince horse. Philip's horse. Oh, Yes, sorry. You're good. Same. You also have Flora Fauna and Merryweather. Right. So it's like a bunch of people Team ganging up on her. Sure. And then like I'm trying to think like the like the evil queen from Snow White. Like just just kind of like a fluke. You know, like you've yeah. got the dwarves and and they you know, it's just like it's not as evenly matched as mm. Mim and Merlin. And like Merlin is just so powerful and in such a good way 
it's awesome to see somebody completely balance out a villain. Okay. All right. And overpower them in such like a smart way. Clever. Yeah. It's like it's not like Merlin turned into a dragon and ate her you know it's like oh no i turned into something so small you can't even see me i'm not invisible so i'm not breaking the rules Mm. and now you have to stop because you're just sick you're sick like it was just so cool to see someone get taken down in such like a real way okay instead of like here I am with my sword and I'm yeah, going wasn't to a, kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Brain versus brawn. Right. Sure. What do you think, Uh, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate from this, but I didn't really care for her at all. Okay. <laughs> she really annoyed opinion? me. She annoyed you? Yeah. I thought she was, she was just, like, like silly. Her? She was just, like, too witchy, like, classic witchy. Like, her okay. voice annoyed me. Her look annoyed me. You know who she kind of reminded me of was the witch... In Brave, slightly. Uh, yeah. Just the, a right. little. Yeah. No, but I like her a lot better. But I don't know. Just something about her. Maybe because she's like the exact opposite of Merlin, which I know is the point. That's just why I don't <gasps> like her. When she changes her face into like the gargoyle, that's totally recycled animation from Sleeping Beauty too. The gargoyle like guards, that's their face. Like the pig looking face? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. Yes. My God, you're so right. Well, so you didn't like her. You didn't like her. I didn't care for her, which is like also weird because that's the only part of the movie I've never seen, and I've seen pictures of Madame M, and I'm like, I like who is this person? Like, I need to understand. Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's fine. Madame M, a couple weird. Th- uh, as far as the Arthurian lore here, she fills the role of Morgana uh, Morgan Le Fay, who is King Arthur King Arthur's stepsister. Okay. And. There's differing, again, differing depictions depending on which story you're really reading. But uh, the more classic ones that's a trope today, because there's other TV shows right now that depict her. I think, And I haven't seen it, and I really should. I think it's Camelot is one of them. Mm-hmm. And Eva Green plays. Mar- I always call her Morgana because there's a League of Legends character that's also kind of depicted off of This character has been in a lot of stuff, like this trope here. But uh, I always call her Morgana, and she's often referred to her as Morgana, but I think it's Morgan Le Fay is, like, her name. Okay. But I'm going to call her Morgana. So... You do you. <laughs> so, she, Madame Mim fills this role of Morgana. And Morgana, uh, she, in this... There's some depictions where she was uh, Merlin's pupil at one point. And that's okay. how she learned a lot of her stuff, but she went dark. And when Archimedes shows up and, you know, at the first time and sees, you know... Wart chilling as a bird, talking with her. Archimedes rightfully remembers Madame Mim. Oh my God, I gotta get out of here. Bad, bad, I gotta bad. tell Merlin. And for Archimedes to remember mm-hmm. Madame Mim, and Archimedes has been around a lot with Merlin. Like for him to remember, I also think Madame Mim is immortal as well. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe that's just like a thing when you have those types of powers. Yeah, I mean, and what she could change herself in different appearance. She could do. You know, she could be younger. She could do. Whatever she wants. Yeah. Which I also thought was odd with Merlin. So you'd probably do that too. He, I'm sure he can. He could turn to different animals. He also complains about his own beard. It's like, dude. Yeah, I mean, you, you can do, what do whatever you want. You want. With it. Yeah, but maybe he liked that depiction of being an old man because he knows <laughs> right. what he is. Or maybe he just wanted some semblance of uh, truth, kind of like the Inception. Uh, yeah, I like, like that. Like a touchstone to be like who, who like. Right. Because he's so old and forgetful, or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, maybe he just wanted to keep 
this is how I want to look, period. Yeah. But Madame Mim is Morgana. Like, she's Merlin's pupil or whatever. I don't even say it in here, but, like, like how she get her powers? Why is she usually evil? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why do they know each other? Yeah. yeah. So, and why, why does Archimedes freak out, you know, that Madame Mim's a thing and off he goes to go get Merlin? Like, you know, your nemesis is here. Like, that's this is cool. great. And uh, in, in uh, the other stories with, you know, so like, uh, Morgana also uh, really needles uh, Arthur and helps with the, Arthur's downfall down the way down the road. Um, she was kind of slighted because she was a stepsister. Um, kind of like she was royalty in a way. Yeah. A little bit. But she's but, not really but she's not that way. Because it wasn't King Uther's lineage, you know. Right. Uh, King, Arthur, King Uther was with her mom. And that's how that happened. So, uh, so she she's a little slight and everything else. Then, but she likes to use uh, seductive power. So when she changed into uh, a beautiful girl and stuff, that's something most definitely Morgana would do. And uh, she had many lovers throughout her uh, thing, just to get met power, do what she wants, and you know, do whatever. So Madame Mim was like kind of freaky. That you know she could do all this stuff. She's also right, like you said, a match. Merlin um, and also some of the stories like Merlin depending on how if you, you, you view Merlin, you view Merlin as like a good guy uh, there's one iteration where she tricks Merlin and like freezes him in time and mm. like buries him and Merlin is still alive frozen Jeez. someplace just hanging out to be ready to be unearthed at some point like Walt? and Morgana is maybe oh my God. And, <laughs> and Morgana is still free to roam and is living among us like so that's one way like she got back to him later like back at him or whatever. but in this story uh sword he of the tri- stone he triumphs he triumphs at the wizard's duel but uh she likes to gamble play games uh ch- cheating among them uh black magic just generally being evil i highly doubt she'd be just chilling in a house though Mm-hmm. If she's yeah, all, right. that did seem really random. If she's all pop, you know, she's she is really powerful. Like she was Merlin's disciple. Like she could do a lot of stuff. Why is she just sitting there chilling? I don't. It's the Dark right. Ages, man. This is your time. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> like, you know, she she could be out doing some damage. Right. I don't know. This is just her home base, and she wanted to chill for a second or whatever. Then Arthur literally flew into her. Literally, just right. like good timing. Uh, and I like how in the before the Wizards duel, she goes off the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, no disappearing, whatever. She immediately breaks that one. No disappearing. She doesn't even march the 10 paces or whatever. Turn around. <laughs> right. She just marches in place and disappears. And also, when she's going through the rules, uh, she said no pink dragons. Uh, but down the road, purple dragons were A-OK. Oh, and, yeah. like, she's not, you know. She yeah. knew what she, she was slides. doing. She, she knows what she's rules. doing. She knows. You would think that Merlin would, like, know, though, that he should have made the rules. He's forgetful. True. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, maybe, I guess shooting. Maybe there's a code. Anyway. <laughs> but also, there's the you know, when they say a wizard's duel, does that imply there's more wizards? I would think. I would think so. Yeah. Why not? You know, like if there's rules agreed upon, like you know, like oh, this is how we're doing this. No, no, uh, no vegetable mineral. Okay, like you know, like <laughs> this is you know, right. <laughs> let's agree yeah. and you know and figure this out. So I would imagine there are other wizards and whatnot, and I would think Madame M is also immortal. Yeah, so. I agree. I can I agree with that. You know what she looks like to me, and I don't like this either. One of those little Richard scary people. 
what? You know Richard Scary? Yeah, I lo- uh, no, I do not. Richard Scary? It's like, is that, it's like the bears and... Is that the one with the... No, it's not the worm. No. no it, I don't know Richard Scary. There's the, the bears, the Bernstein bears? No, I don't know what no. these bears are. You know what I'm talking about? That mm-hmm. little weird creature. And I never yeah, liked those. So what is he? I don't, I don't know. He looks like maybe some sort of little hedgehog. What or kind something? of animal is he? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Richard Scary is the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. And it's not the cat, obviously, but oh I don't know. God. That's just what I thought of just now. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why I don't like her. Because I didn't like that as a child. Oh my gosh, this is going to drive me nuts. <clears throat> do you want to do favorite, favorite parts? You have yeah. anything else to add? Uh, I just have general musings and the lessons of the movie and all this. More plot stuff, but uh, I want I kind of want to go through the lessons. Go but, for it. Uh, was, well, no, that's that's cool to go through because, yeah, there's, like, very specific scene breakdowns. Yeah. There is. I think so, yeah. There's, uh, well, Merlin, he wants Wart, or, you know, Arthur to get a classical education. Mm-hmm. And he starts rambling off what he thinks is a classical education. And Merlin, 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 Merlin. Sorry. Oh, yeah. A real education, according to Merlin, includes mathematics, history, biology, natural science, English, Latin, and French were the ones he listed off. He probably could listen more, but those were the ones he listed. For him, a real education. Right. And if I'm looking at a... To teach someone a well-rounded education, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good start. Not bad, Merlin. Not uh, bad. You could probably include some more languages, but, you know. Or like, you know... There's that The art. Well, uh, we'll get that in the, the lessons. Here. Uh, some of the lessons he's the fish lesson mm-hmm. he had. Uh, How to survive a barracuda attack. <laughs> well, he's also teaching them about some some of Newton's laws. You yeah. Know, and where you're yeah. at, and there's like there's a different planes of existence. Like you know, you you're now you're here underwater. There's a ceiling and the floor. Like this is where you live. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt and think of like another organisms, how they function. There's equal and opposite reactions that hold two in for a song. Like, right. It's all that's all Newton. Uh, again, he had poor poor foresight and warning about predators. I don't know if he did that on purpose. Right. Like, if you want to see him to be brave or right. how he would react under pressure. But you're still there if he needs you. Yeah. Right. And maybe that is probably a better lesson if he, you know he had a hand, but he wasn't really paying attention. That there's a giant monster coming out <laughs> in the beginning. Right. In the beginning, not really. Like he. I don't know, but it's a good lesson to see how you would react under pressure, and especially as a king, that's going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that thing. What? It is not. It is. Oh, I seen those. Not Richard Scarry. What is it? I don't okay. like it. Little, I've seen those. Little Critter <gasps> by Mercer Mayer. Yes, yeah. I don't like it. I don't know don't what kind of animal it is, like but it. I I've loved Little Critter. No, I don't like their noses. I don't like their eyes. I don't like their weird hair. I don't like it. I especially loved the one just me and my mom. That was a great one. They're so And I weird. was so mad. No, oh, they're so good. No, thank you. I for don't know that, what kind no. it says it says here from spending quality time with his parents to going to the dentist, kids found themselves able to rate relate to this little unidentifiable critter. So Not we okay. don't know what it is. It's a spawn of Mim. That's what it is. Not Richard Scary. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Didn't realize the two like, were different. Do you want to know what I had to look up? children's books from the 90s perfect and i found it <laughs> thank you i'm sorry to interrupt you oh you're but... good no no uh also fish lesson uh, how to swim how to swim well i don't yeah, know how to but do that was like kind of about 
physics. Yeah. No. You talk about Newton and like, you know, hey, yeah. this is how your tail works or like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. I mean, this is how, you know. Yeah. And it was like he, he showed him like, oh, no, use your back tail. But then he used his side one and it showed how he spun around in a circle instead of going straight. And then once he figured that one out, then he went straight. And, and it's a good. Uh, went straight into a barracuda mouth. It's yep. good problem solving that like, hey, these are the tools you have in front of you. Learn how to use them. Yeah. Right. Now solve the problem at hand. How do you go forward? And it's like, okay, got my tail. Got this. I can go up and down. All right. And he's, and he's getting it. Like, once you get, you know, it's like, it's good. It's a good lesson to problem solving in general and logic and reason. Yeah. Um, He also wants Arthur to use his intellect to defeat the large brain over brawn. Mm-hmm. And which you see later when he turns into the germ. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I also wanted to point out Archimedes is really brave. You don't think it. At the time, like, you know, he doesn't want to do anything, whatever. But he looks up, he sees a fish, you know, help, Archimedes, you know, he's getting attacked by this barracuda. He springs it, actually. He hates being wet. There he is in the moat, trying to grab him, trying to hold yeah. on the barracuda, trying to do everything he can. It's an owl in water, not looking good. I feel like Archimedes is, like, a lot of talk, but he's really softy. Dude, he is, I for love sure. Archimedes. Yeah. He's also... Uh, he doesn't want credit for saving him. Right. Mm-mm. He's like, no, you, you, I just, I just wanted to purchase dinner. Like, you know, like, you know, like it's Archimedes funny. is a Gryffindor. I uh, like that. Yeah, I'm just saying. And the fish lesson, yeah, it shows that uh, creatures and humans often act on instinct. And Arthur, because Arthur immediately, he immediately swallows a bug without thinking, just based on instinct. Yeah. And it's kind of foreshadowing for Arthur's later life in that he. There's it's some things instinct. he does on instinct. He has some extramarital affairs with uh, post Guinevere, and that leads to his downfall later. Like, I don't know. For me, like, there was some in this story. There was some foreshadowing for later. Yeah. And no, uh, like more than just trying to teach him that, hey, yeah, it's instinct or whatever thing, but like, you also gotta think. Think on it. Yeah. Yeah. There was the squirrel lesson, where uh, Merlin wanted to show him that everything everything has problems. Everything has problems, and life can be hard for others. Mm-hmm. So it really teaches you to be empathetic. Like, hey, you know, take a light, you know, take a walk in this person's shoes. Whatever. Like, it's right. super dangerous to be a squirrel, and I it felt, is. It is terrifying. I felt so sad for his little girl. The redhead. Oh my god. I like. Uh, yeah, I like how Merlin gives a wink and a nod about the squirrel being a redhead, and I thought that was funny. Like, it does. Because <laughs> like, hey, a redhead at that. I know. Wink, wink, and I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things you hear later as an adult and you're like, ah, yeah. I hear that now. Yeah. Uh, and I like how Merlin, Merlin doesn't want to touch the nature issue of a redhead going after Arthur. Like, yes. he's just like, ah, you know, you're on your own lad. I can't, <laughs> magic, he, he says magic cannot help you. Like, yeah, it's, she you likes you. Why? <laughs> it's nature. <laughs> he also said something that was weird. Uh, squirrels do not mate for life. Like he says, I wondered about that. Squirrels made for life. Blah, blah. No, they maybe don't. That I read the, that. Maybe that was the thing in the sixties. Did they thought that to romanticize about squirrels and stuff? But no, <laughs> they no. literally like spend two nights in the nest. And Female squirrels want to mm. have multiple partners and just reproduce. Yep. That's all they want to do. So I mean, it's not all. It's not like wolves. No, wolves mate for life. wolves mate for life. Uh, but yeah, he's. But he also, I was curious how he, there was a line like, "You're a him and she's a her." I don't know if uh, that's a squirrel normal thing like if there's ever outside of yeah i wonder if they're one of the species because like i know there are other species that what are you saying that are gay yes yeah penguins yeah penguins are yeah but i don't know squirrels yeah i wonder if squirrels are i don't know 
But I also didn't know. I mean, it's the '60s, but a line like that now probably doesn't fly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. But it's the '60s. Right. So okay, fine, whatever. Fine. Um, and I also like he's teaching about danger to start with like the short jumps. Yeah. Like don't. You know, don't yeah, just like, like Arthur just yeah. goes for it. Yeah, like you can't be headstrong, and that's again a part of Arthur's. Not, he just goes for some stuff where he doesn't think, and that's later in life like kind of haunts him. And he also wants him to respect that there are forces more powerful, more powerful than you. Like there, are, gravity, like you can't fight it. Yeah. And he also like love is huge. Like love, he, according to Merlin, is probably the greatest force of all. Period. Mm-hmm. Like there's no. He has a Sounds whole song. Like... Dumbledore. <laughs> he has a whole song about it being you know, irrational, logical. It doesn't matter. This is just sometimes it that. is what it is. Like, uh, and again, like I don't know, it's more foreshadowing that uh, unrequited love. You know, with Guinevere, Arthur, and later Mor- Morgana too down the road. Like, yeah, it's a big, it's a big part in our theory dimension. And I, it's weird. Merlin leaves Arthur on his own and laughs about Arthur's struggle, but once. <laughs> Merlin has to deal with the Madam Squirrel. Like, he's like oh, yeah. over it so fast. <laughs> like, a little hypocritical, Merlin. Come on. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, you gotta deal with it. Uh, and they're like, okay. Like, All right, buddy. I'm over this. Merlin doesn't have a lot of empathy. Like, he's trying to, like, get the lesson that you should have empathy and stuff, but, like, you know, creature stuff and love, like, the lesson later. But, like, in the moment, Merlin don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Merlin doesn't care about, you know, his own. He can't take his own. <laughs> So I thought that was a little odd. That was so funny. Uh, another lesson is Archimedes and Merlin, they try to teach Wart like history and writing. Mm-hmm. And Merlin wants Arthur to, quote, get medieval ideas out of your head. But medieval period was later. And again, that's like flows off. Like, where where is this? I thought we were in the I Dark really Ages. liked Arthur's handwriting. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. He did fine. A little squiggly. A little, a little hard. First time, not so bad. Yeah. No, he's copying over. He's doing it. He's like, hey, look, I'm writing. Like, this is amazing. And literacy in the dark ages like you're already like top four percent of yeah, uh, like, education right. like it is nuts that you can read and write oh my goodness right like you gotta be rich or something how did you learn like, yeah so uh and i like how arthur he asks great questions uh when merlin tells him like hey here's a globe it's round or whatever oh it's like oh so the world this is the world it's gonna be the world the world's gonna be round someday <laughs> right. and he's like no 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 it's it's Right now. now. And he's like, oh, and, but he's like, he's asking good questions. Yeah. And like wants to know more, which is great for people. But uh, also, careful, Merlin. You can't be spewing out that the world is round in the 600s. <laughs> like, you'll be burned. Right. Like, like <laughs> king or not, like, right. they're going to throw you out, man. Uh, careful what you do teach the kid. You can yeah. always just go have a conversation with Kyrie Irving right now. He'll tell you that it's still flat. Oh, my God. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, later, uh, Archimedes and Merlin, they disagree on how to teach history because Merlin's like showing them like, okay, like you're going to learn this stuff. You know, the humans can do this stuff or whatever. It's crazy. And Archimedes like, whoa, 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 back up. Like, how about, you know, you can't just be hopping around. You're just going to confuse them. Like on when stuff comes about or whatever. He shows them a locomotive, (laughs) you know, which is insane for for 600s. Like there, here's something on land. It's an inanimate object. That's moving on its own, and I can direct it. I can turn it around, and off it goes, or whatever. Right. Like what? crazy, <laughs> absolute crazy. Like, and then they, like the plane too. Well, the plane. Yeah, he didn't get a great showing on well, the plane with his beard. But he but, tried. But he tried. But uh, but uh, the locomotive to do that. Like they have sailboats and stuff. Like you know, wind to propel. 
vehicles. They have horse-drawn characters. You know, they have right. other things, but something, an inanimate, inanimate object by itself, With moving. Steam. Blow your mind. Like, right. that is crazy. And the, but that's not until right. way later, like 1800s. So, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> right. pump the brakes. So Archimedes takes over. And he's like, hey, how about we start with writing? Like, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> learn your alphabet so you can read books and you can learn on your own. Like, not just have Merlin spew facts. To yeah. You. Uh, so Archimedes, I it's, thought he was a good it's teacher. Like Merlin is a good teacher, but he's like 20 steps ahead of where he needs to be. And then yeah. Archimedes is like, Let's rein it in. Yeah. Our, our this is, really... I think, is the better teacher. Yeah. Like, agreed. Merlin is so knowledgeable, but he almost, like, doesn't know how to teach it. Yeah. Whereas Archimedes is like, Merlin, I know what you're trying to teach him. Let's start here. Yeah. And he, like, guides the lesson. Yeah. No, so Archimedes takes over, and Merlin gets all in a huff. Like, you're a pupil. You're a pupil. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. And Archimedes like, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm learning from anybody, I'm learning from a bird named Archimedes. Like, <laughs> great. Like, yeah. fantastic. Um... Uh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but the first history goes, he wants to go like a more like a traditional timeline. Like, let's work our way up. Let's yeah, right. start writing. We'll read some books. We'll get there. You know, we'll get the crazy town sci fi stuff later because it is sci fi for him. Right. You know, right. Um, he also, Archimedes was very <sighs> prideful that, you know, when the, when the plane fell down, it didn't work. He's like, oh, yeah, men will fly, just like a right. rock. You know, yeah. like, you know, like, He's and, like, that's not going to And I don't know if that's because Archimedes has, like, I don't know if Archimedes knows that planes do exist. Maybe he didn't go with Merlin on that trip or something. Or he does know, and he's just too prideful that that's the difference between I was him. wondering that, too. I was like, does, I mean, but, like, shouldn't he know that it's real? But maybe, yeah, he, maybe he's just, like, in denial about it, or he's just. I think he's just, like, they're not really fine. They're cheating. Yeah, true. Right. It's kind really of like. Fine. They don't have wings, even though they're flying. Yeah. It's not the same thing. So, uh, for that whole lesson, like, logic and reason and the importance of a well-rounded education that they're trying to get out of them. But then, when the plane fell, and then they were talking about flight in general, uh, you know, Arthur was like, oh, man, I just, I always daydream about being a bird. And Merlin's like, okay, sure. On a whim, <laughs> yeah. let's do right. this. And just, boom, you're a bird. And he's like, oh, man, I'm a bird, I'm a bird. And he's like, Dancing near the edge and you're like, hey, hold on. Like, and <laughs> well, Merlin goes straight into like the mechanics. Like these are this kind of feathers and these are the thing. And Archimedes like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm an owl. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll teach this. I'll lesson, do this. Right? Yeah. Okay. Like and he's like, yeah, you're a pupil. Fine. You go do it. And Archimedes like, look, this is how you glide. Whatever. We're going to start with that. We're pretty high up. Like, and he's, he knows the surroundings. Like we're high up in the tower. We'll start with the glide or whatever. Like think start basic. This is how you're gonna do it, and he shows them like how to like stand on a pop up on a surfboard, like, <laughs> like you know, yeah. uh, but he gives like this is how you do it. Here we go, like and go off with him. You're next to him side by side. He's doing it on his own. He's learning through experience, not just uh, reading through a book. Right. Yeah. He's actually doing stuff. This is the more of a well rounded education. You know, you're learning through both academia and experiences. Right. You've had to fight for your life as a fish. You had to deal with squirrel and getting past that wolf and other stuff like that like you've had done some harrowing life experiences and you've also are now trying to learn academia as well mm-hmm. as part of the well-rounded thing and i love that he's you know use air currents and stuff like air currents what like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> and he's just i don't know i thought it was a all these lessons were to prepare him for merlin forgot but you know to be a king a king yeah. and a well-rounded educated person yeah uh so, yeah, that's why the, 
well, I thought with all the different lessons and the plots and stuff and the different. I like it. And yeah. for me, uh, I saw a lot of foreshadowing later, like with the Athenian legend of uh, Morgana and Guinevere and Lancelot and all the other stuff that's gonna doom him later. But, yeah, right. That's uh, cool. But to it, think of. But it it made sense in the moment where cause he just went for that bug. Like he just there's some stuff where he just just does it. Just does it. It's Arthur, and it's like ooh. You really need to think through the politics of stuff and, like, you know, think through your actions before you just do it. And Some people just don't ever learn yeah. about that. So I thought I thought that was interesting on part of those. Uh, I also have some general musings yeah. on the movie. Like, some things just didn't make sense. Like, I mean, it's a Disney movie. It's right. Not all that makes sense. <laughs> right. It's Let's not meant real. to be historically accurate. No, and it's not like going that. to be. Like, right. uh, they also have to sugarcoat a lot of stuff, but whatever. Uh, the Sword in the Stone is only one way that Arthur actually gets Excalibur. The other uh, popular tale is that he gets that from the Lady in the Lake, and she comes out with the sword in the water. There's oh, like a I don't different know that one. Uh, Monty Python goes into it oh. for the Monty Python on the Quest of Holy Grail. <laughs> they talk about a watering tart throwing a sword at you, and how you become king. Like who made you king? Do you vote on them? And they, <laughs> they have a whole. It's a great scene. It's a fantastic scene with the Monty Python. But uh, anyway, they're going to. There's other depictions of how he gets Excalibur and who the Lady of the Lake is and Avalon and, like, and Kem- there's a whole big to-do. But I thought they went with this route because it's more dramatic, pulling the sword yeah. and stone. Then a lady saying, here you go. And, like, they could build it in the park and have kids True. go up to it and try and pull it and then have one kid a day be able to pull it out. Maybe it could be you, Matt. You know what? Maybe it That'd could be, cool. be you. I always thought right? you could put, like, a magnet, a really powerful magnet in the... Part of just and the part of the tip, mm-hmm. and then it's just somebody with a switch just turn the magnetism off, and then yeah, I don't really know how it works. Go. I mean, magnetism is magic. It's crazy, but yeah. <laughs> like that's another just crazy force. I wonder how they do it. Magic. I don't know. I need to know. It's the sword mm-hmm. in the stone. I don't know. I always think that'd be a way to do it, but whatever. Um, when <laughs> all right, Arthur, he gets a sword, becomes king. How does he become king? Was there a coronation ceremony or something? He got a robe and a crown. Very big robe. And a scepter? Uh, no. They had, they had Excalibur wrapped up next to him. Mm. That might have been what you were staring at. Yeah, yeah. Did he have a scepter? I don't know. No, I, I think that you're right. It's just a sword. Yeah. So, like, okay. They had... Okay, so they had a coronation ceremony. Fine. He's king of somehow. But there's no one in that courtroom. Yeah. Not Nobody. a Nobody. There should be some power-hungry advisors or the knights wanting to, like, be his number one or whatever, like... They probably still just aren't taking him seriously because he's a kid. No, I think they are. I mean, are, I don't know. But... There are people chanting outside, long live the king. Maybe they don't remember how to take care of a king because it's been so long. Mm. I, I would imagine there should be some people in that room. I think so. Maybe he told them all to get out. Maybe he just wanted some alone time. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought that was... Me and uh... the owl gotta go over ABCs. Get out. <laughs> Support. I keep, I think of, like, the Game of Thrones, and, like, sometimes, no, I guess there usually were other people in that room whenever you would, like, see. Dude, royalty can never be alone. I know. I feel Always bad. surrounded by somebody. Uh, there are parts in there. Unless you're Prince Harry and you decide to just leave. <laughs> True. Peace out. Peace Across out, Girl Scout. Across the pond. I'm moving to Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Merlin had an interesting take on some ethics and morals during the cleaning dishes scene. Arthur protests that he's supposed to do the work. Mm-hmm. And Merlin it's says... because he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. And Merlin <laughs> says, quote, No one will know the difference, son. Who cares as long the work is done? And that's why he's a Slytherin. <laughs> and, and I'm like... 
<laughs> there are times where, yeah, it really matters how you do something. Yeah. Like. Adult, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, there's a big to-do in Major League Baseball that the Astros cheated their way to the World Series. And, okay, it's not like if, if you were to take uh, Merlin's word, who cares how they won the World Series? You know, they won right. it. It's like, no, there are, there's a reason there are ways to do stuff. Right. Like, so I thought that was. But it's just doing the dishes. <sighs> but that could lead to bigger <clears throat> things in life, man. Oh, can it? Can life it? lessons? I'm saying, but that quote, you you can't apply that. You can apply it to what you want to apply it to. Okay, uh, Slytherin. <laughs> uh, but also, I thought that was a little telling because it makes sense why uh, Merlin was so cool with how Arthur was conceived. Like, it's like, who cares how we do it? We need Uther. You need a kid? We'll make it happen. And <laughs> we got it's this. like, and it's like, ooh, no, you went a weird, not a great way of making that happen, but. It, it worked. Arthur was born. So sure. Uh, he also, Merlin was odd. He made the sugar pot give sugar until you say when. So he said, say when, lad. And then, like, you know, sugar's pouring in Arthur's cup. And says when. And he goes over to does. Thing. And I like how you give manners. You guess first. Come on. Manners. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So he does Arthur first. And then the sugar pot comes over to Merlin. Merlin goes off a tangent and whatever. And the sugar pot's just doing his job. Doing that thing. <laughs> and then... Merlin got mad at the sugar pot because he didn't say when. I'm like, man, sugar pot was doing his job. Like, <laughs> did you, what you did what you programmed him to do. Don't get mad at the machine or the inanimate object or whatever magic you did to get that thing to work. Truth. You know, that's your own fault. So, like, I don't know. Like, Merlin, there's some, he's a flawed character. Like, he does some yeah, stuff where, of course. which makes him better. But he can't be an all powerful, perfect. Right demi demon or whatever he is <laughs> he's awesome uh blah, blah, blah. let's see here uh sir k all right they go to the tournament in london okay it's mm-hmm. to be king these are uh not lawless times but the you know the strong prey against the weak you know like there's been there's battles no at this castle there's no king it is a dangerous time in the dark ages at no point even in london on tournament day should you not have your sword by your side? Right. That's insane. Right. For Katie to be walking around. I get he's a big dude and he can handle himself. However, not if someone comes at you with their own a, sword. A street urchin with a dagger. No. Like. Mm-hmm. And then he money. gets mad at Arthur for not having it there for him. It's like, dude, you should have just had it. He should have his. He should have his sword on him at all times. Yeah. Now I can see like lances or other like the equestrian stuff or the jousting or whatever the stirrups and saddle yeah. i can see some of that stuff not having your sword with you what's wrong with in you? dark ages london no no you're crazy you should have your sword okay you lumbering idiot <laughs> I, but I'll, you know what that's how we find out who's king yeah i mean a plot point i get it moves the plot along <laughs> along however that that may be upset uh i do not decide yeah i would talk about this earlier i don't know who decided like that the winner of the tournament becomes king, like did a bunch They're of just tired of it, man. They get together. Like, what's the current government? How does this work? Does this not have one? Like, is it just little like Greek city state kind of deals? I am also wondered: Are jousting and swordsmanship the only requirements? Because they did jousting, and then they got knocked off, and they started doing swords. Like, oh no, swords will determine whatever. Like, okay, is archery out? No archery. Yeah, come on, lame. Yeah, archery. Little brave cool. action. Yeah, come on. Like, ah, so like there should be. I thought more. Stuff. But again, it's a Disney movie. Ooh, right. Condensed. Some shot put. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
when Arthur initially tells everyone... <laughs> Makes me think of Miss Trenchable. <laughs> well, that's the hammer toss. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. different. She swings that around. I just think of her throwing the, throwing the kids. The pigtails and whatnot. Oh, God. my God. Uh, when Arthur initially tells everyone that he pulled the sword, he gets made fun of by someone calling him a, quote, young Samson. Well, that's a reference to the biblical Samson, who was super strong. Wow. I don't know you guys got that one or whatever, but I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. more Bible allegories. Makes sense, Disney. Okay. Um, oh, and I talked about this earlier with Archimedes. Does he know that men fly or not? Or is it just pride and saying that, yeah, you guys are I think he knows, but it was pride. I think he knows. If Merlin knows, Archimedes knows. Right? I would think. Ah! Maybe. I don't know if Archimedes knew about the Uther stuff. I don't know if he knew. I don't know if he knew everything about. You don't think so, Morgana? I think Archimedes likes to not fill his brain with everything. I mean, he and does likes to just naps. be like Merlin. You're nuts. Merlin does most of his stuff in the daytime, and a lot of times during the daytime, Archimedes, Archimedes needs to take napping. a nap. But he's an owl. He's right. Supposed to. He's supposed to. So whatever. He might have missed a few details. So what? Oh. But we can move on to favorite scene now. I'm sorry. Oh, Don't good. be sorry. I just wanted to talk about Sword in the Stone. I got really excited to talk about Sword in the Stone. That's why you're here. Our listeners might be like, hey, like, this guy's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're doing a project where we watch every single Disney film from the 30s, so. And that's commendable. Know, it's cool. It's good. Some dedication. We're, we're all nerdy. Fair. So. Katie, what are your favorite parts? Favorite uh, character? Favorite character is definitely Archimedes because he reminds me of, like, a wise Squidward, and I freaking love. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That's really good. Oh, uh, that's really good. That's great. I like that. He's so grumpy, and yet he has a heart of gold. I don't think Squidward quite has a heart of gold, but Archimedes does. Um, like going even as far as to save Arthur, and then be like, I don't know. But like Squidward, I think would like Squidward save the... SpongeBob, right? Don't you think? Save think... him. Well, it depends on the situation. Yeah, depends. On, I guess Squidward uh, could also be the type in the top, up in the top of his like room, and he's looking out the window, and SpongeBob's getting killed by someone, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> play with the clarinet, play the clarinet." Yeah, that's good. Totally fine. Uh, uh, um, favorite scene is there's two of them. I really liked when Merlin turned back into a human after being a squirrel and that scream that the girl squirrel does <laughs> the, the literally Madame made me squirrel. laugh out loud. <laughs> oh my god. And then <laughs> scolding him up on the tree. Like. And then when Archimedes is laughing about how men will fly. <laughs> I mean it's like a five minute segment of oh, yeah. him no, laughing. They did draw that out. It's yeah. hilarious. He's just ripping and just letting Archimedes go. I'm like, okay. I know. He's All just right. having at it. There are not many moments in life when you like really lose it like that with laughter yeah. he did and it was man. just great he did yeah that's uh that's my favorites yeah mm-hmm. um i'm gonna make a really bold statement okay that merlin might be like my all-time favorite character whoa like all time isn't like up to this point in your movie watching no like period More than Disney? Pooh? he's so cool Whoa. Like, here's the thing. Like, Pooh Bear is nostalgic, right? I Like, I will always love Pooh Bear. He's adorable. He's funny. He's cute. He's fluffy. Innocent. Yes. But, like, in terms of, like, cool characters, 
Like Wait. Merlin is BA. Genie's pretty cool. Genie's pretty cool. Your top three, not in any order, would be Pooh, Merlin, and Figment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm so. All right. Yeah. Merlin is really, really awesome. Like, and, and I don't know. I love. I. Oh my God. Okay. I loved this movie. I absolutely adored this movie. I cannot believe I'd never seen it until today. Like, what the heck? It's your mom's fault. A. <laughs> sorcery is in it. Sure. So cool. Yeah. Always B. Fun. I loved Madame Mim. I can't believe you didn't like her. I thought she might be my favorite villain. Like, period, oh, of all time. She's so cool. And it's because, like, there are different types of villains, right? And, like, I yeah. said this before whenever I was talking about Madame Mim. But, like, Maleficent is awesome because, like, she's just evil. Madame Mim is awesome because she's, like, just cool. She's, like, this really quirky, weird villain that meets her match with Merlin. And they duel each other with sorcery and they're turning into all these cool animals and like to me at this time I don't necessarily know if people would like think that that is nostalgic but like that scene to me was nostalgic because of like all of the different callbacks and animation Mm. that like I was pulling out I'm like oh my god there's TikTok oh my god there's Maleficent oh my god that rabbit kind of like resembles rabbit like it's just, I don't know. Like Even it, the caterpillar made me think of the caterpillar from Fox and the Hound. Yes. Mm. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, all the animals, I'm just like, oh, those are just, like, Disney animals, you know? It's like a best hits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that scene yeah. was so cool. And I'm, like, really sad that Disney doesn't do more with this movie. There's so, such cool scenes. Like, why is Merlin not somewhere? Why is Merlin nowhere in the parks? Why is Madame Mim nowhere in the parks? I think, well, some of it might be licensing. Maybe? Mm. A lot of that happens because of Pooh. That has happened with Pooh Bear, but they've been able to do a lot with Pooh Bear. And don't tell me that they don't have the money to obtain the licensing if they really wanted to. You also might have whoever that owner is steadfast. Against. I mean, like, yeah, I guess think about Mary Poppins, how long it took him to convince P.L. Travers to, like, let him make the movie. But. <sighs> now, to be fair, there's a lot of other depictions of Arthur and stuff. So... But in Disney. But in Disney, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, maybe doesn't have the rights? I don't know. I'm just sad. It's pretty, and it's just still, right now, like, they're still, I think they're still making TV shows about, like, it's a saturated it is, which is another reason why I'm like kind of surprised they that they don't capitalize on it because like it's I mean, one of those things that like it the the fascination of King Arthur is never really going to go away, right? I mean like people no. love it and there's all these different shows that are about it and like this could be like a nostalgic callback to King Arthur and be like, oh man, when I was growing up, I loved that movie and like, I'm going to Disney and I'm an adult now and like, I love the show Camelot and I love whatever the other shows are. I don't know. But like, it could be like, wow, like this is where my love of it maybe started, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, people could love that. And like, again, like Merlin would be such a cool character to have in like a nighttime spectacular. Oh man. Like, like, 
Is Merlin in Fantasmic? No. Why is he not in Fantasmic? Why? Does Mickey show? I know, but I know, but like Mickey could use Merlin. It would be so cool. It would be so cool. Why? Why is Merlin not in Epcot forever? It's a callback to the history of Disney. Why is Merlin not in Happily Ever After? I would like to see a Disney show where they actually do a wizard's duel with different characters of magic origin, and they actually duel. Imagine. Have a little little tourney. That'd be awesome. Can you have Merlin against Genie? Can you have Merlin against uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Fantasia? Like, Imagine Merlin fighting Maleficent in Fantasmic. Why, guys? I wish you guys could see my crazy I'm so (laughs) upset right now. Missed opportunities. This... Oh my God, the projections Get him on, on the horn. Uh, the projections on the castle, right for happily ever after. Yes. Imagine Merlin and Madame Mim fighting all over the castle with fireworks and music, and then there's Arthur and he's got the sword and he pulls it out of the stone and it's like the good moment at the end of the battle, and then they move on to the next scene and it would be so cool. Why is this not a thing? Because you're not working at Disney. You this should go. This movie is so good. It's so good. There are so many hand motions. <laughs> I, I think you were Italian. Just upset. No, I mean. I'm I upset that I haven't been able to enjoy this movie for my entire lifetime. Thank mm. you, Mom. I am <laughs> upset that Disney doesn't capitalize on this movie, that they haven't even released it on Platinum DVD. I mean, by now it's going to be like Diamond Blu-ray or whatever, but like what? No, you know what? I think it has been. I think that that's incorrect. Maybe that's an old. I think I might own be an old it. Fact. I need to go find it. <laughs> but I you like we... it. You like this movie. You can't blame your mom on not showing this to you if you own this movie. You could have just sneaked sneaked it. You know. It sounds like some kids watching like rated R movies. Meg's just like, oh, "I'm gonna start in this time." <laughs> you get up at like two a.m. to go like watch it. Like, oh man. Oh my god. And you know, here's another thing. They used Archimedes in the '90s for the sing-along vhs's which i was a little upset because he, they did the uh he had an alphabet song and it was yeah. not sung the same way that everyone sings the alphabet song like no, the end of different. like wxyz like wasn't just it was weird it was weird and i'm like this is not how this works <laughs> thankfully i already knew my abc so i knew this yeah video but if i sang that song in grade school people would be like who are you like that's not how, <laughs> that's not how you sing the abc's but, like, if Disney had access to Archimedes and was able to use him in the 90s VHSs, they could have put him in the theme park. Maybe it's... I could have sworn it was the same owl. It could be a different owl. Maybe we just really think it is. I'm Googling it. <laughs> but you... It's safe to say you like the movie. Merlin, really? Top three? Merlin is the bomb.com. <laughs> and my favorite scene... I didn't say this. Uh, sorry, I went Very on good. a tangent. You're My fine. favorite scene is tied between the squirrel lesson, which was hilarious, and the battle between Madame Mim mm. and Merlin. Because he's just so clever. It's like, I of all the things that I, he could do to defeat her. She was a rhino at one point and yeah. got stuck, and he turned to a goat. Right. Go. A goat? And I'm like, yeah. that's pretty good. He's going to ram her. 
Off he goes. I know. And then I'm like, well, it was more of a random. I'm like, goat, why like, did he turn into a turtle? And then it's like, why did he turn into a rabbit? Like, he's turning into all these little things. But, like, he didn't need to do yeah. big Maybe and extravagant like Madame Mim. Mm-hmm. He's just so cool. Maybe he's saving his energy. Maybe there's yeah. a correlation between how big a creature is versus how much magic takes up. Maybe. Oh. Yes. Challenge ratings. I don't know. Uh, Favorite character in scene? I mean, the tie between... I mean, you guys, both Archimedes and... There's not a lot of characters in this movie. Right. No, there's not. You know, so... And no one's going to pick Sir Kay. <laughs> like, whatever, <something. laughs> right. Uh, but I uh, loved Sir Merlin, <laughs> He He's an enigma. He is... He is a crazy character in literature. The ability to move through time... He's like a Doctor Who kind of figure. Like, the yeah. ability to move through time to different points, and then that's why his brain's a little addled. Like, he can't remember some stuff. Uh, but... To go to Bermuda on a whim for vacation, awesome. Awesome. Like, boom, I'm there. Rocket ship through time and space. Literally through time and space <laughs> right. to get there. Um, like, <laughs> uh, he's just, he's such an amazing, ama- and he's flawed. Mm-hmm. He's That's what some, makes the best characters. He's got some questionable ethics and morals. Uh, he tries, he knows the importance of a well-rounded education and how it would, you know, serve Whatever you list stuff, you know, like math and stuff. Like, I mean, you know, I love math. Math's my near and dear. And it just, he's like, it's important to think, re- you know, with logic and reason. And for me, the overarching theme of the whole movie was, I think Meg said it earlier, people are fearful of what they don't understand. And that's mm-hmm. true to this day. Just because you don't understand doesn't mean it's wrong. Amen. It's important to be educated. It doesn't have to be formal. They've shown that, you know, experiences are just as important. He put him in literally life and death situations right. to get him, you know, to how does he react? You're under pressure. Like, you know, you know if, he, if he can stare down a barracuda as like a little goldfish, cool. Right, right, like, you know, right. like, you know, he can, he can do other stuff. Uh, and today, like for, you know, parallel to today, today it's, it's fairly easy to be dismissive and make fun of people for being educated. You know, it's, uh, calling them like nerds, yeah. elites and the like and stuff like that. It's like, Ugh, like, you know, get out of here. Like, but I think this movie was more like it shows that you know education is important. It makes you overall, you know, not a better person, but like a well more well rounded person, right? To navigate life, and it's okay to be uh, nerdy, right? And, whatnot, and learn right. stuff, learn cool stuff. Brain over brawn. It's it's you know, you that can happen. You know, it's not just you know strong against the weak. Strong always wins, right? Um, and the well rounded education being it helps foster empathy, uh, mercy. He Merlin didn't kill Madame Mim. Right. He helped her out, gave her some sunlight, and yeah. uh, put her in put her in bed. I hate the sunlight. Got a thermometer, these, you know, hey, right. cold pack. It's like, oh, you'll, you'll be okay. You know, whatever. Like, and I don't know if we can actually kill each other. Like, it says yeah. destroy each other. Well, yeah. I, I don't kinda, know how that works. I kind of thought the same thing. But they were fearful of each other. Like, yeah. He didn't want to get barbecued. You know, right. Like, so I, I don't know all the, if he actually could have. Uh, but, again, he showed mercy. Like, he didn't have to kill her, and he didn't, you know. And the logic and reason throughout the movie and just, you know, how do you, how do you do this kind of stuff? How can you fix this? And uh, I think the big quote was, uh, knowledge and ris- knowledge and wisdom is the real power. That's what Arthur gets out of this whole thing. But, so my favorite character, um, I would go- I, it's got to be Merlin. Merlin, Archimedes is great, but Merlin, is, he's just a fascinating character. You could read up on him 
and he's nuts. I love in general, like in this movie, sure, but in general, like Stephen King's adaptation. If you ever read uh, the Dark Tower series, or like there's other, there are other books that he has been here. Like this, this is for Stephen King. Merlin is the Man in Black, and he's just he just walks among the earth. Tries to get power wherever he can, different times, different places. It's really good. Like it's it's, it's a Stephen King does a great job of his depiction of him. Um, but my favorite scene, Wizard's Duel. It's gotta be Wizard's Duel. Come on, like uh, the animation is so good. The animation's ridiculous. So cool. They were they were really clever in some of the transitions. Um, like uh, the other person is completely obscure. There, she she was in a uh, Madam Man was in a log at one point. So mm-hmm. it's easier for them to like, okay, boom, like burst out of the log, right. this thing. Um, he like, you know, he was in her hands. Like I win as a dragon in your hands of the mouse. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Like, okay, that transition, like you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But, so they kind of sneak some transitions by you. Yeah. But like, you know, it wasn't, they did themselves a favor. But they did some. But they did and some. They were but great. They, and they were great. You knew who was who. Mm-hmm. You knew like you kept it going. And like you said, it was like the greatest hits of like their different. Uh, animations and the, the different old animals. man rabbit was just so cute. <laughs> the, his little glasses and his mustache. The oh. caterpillar. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what's the worst creature I could turn into? And caterpillar would be like one of them. Yeah. Like, and he does it <laughs> right. to get away or to escape. Like, it's just escape, survive, or whatever. I'm like, okay, sure, it worked. Yeah, he's right. just it so worked. clever. Great. And then she turned into a chicken to eat the caterpillar. Eat Her the laughing in between, like. Like clucking, was yeah. hilarious. This <laughs> is really good. And you don't like her. I don't. Uh, now she's also up there for me too. Like I mean, them three. I don't really care about Arthur. I don't care about director. I don't care about Arthur either. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> he's just he's a side character who yeah. learns some stuff. He gets in trouble, and this movie's about Merlin. This movie's about Merlin. And uh, but no, Man of Mim also fantastic character, and especially they kind of get too crazy. I like the little. Uh, tidbits with like when she turns into a beautiful woman and stuff like yeah that's that's totally Morgana like you know for sure mm-hmm. but in this story she's mad at Mim they can't get crazy it's Disney they can't get into all the craziest shenanigans she gets into yeah right. uh, Merlin too they he, they can't go into they the, just the make detail. him this really cool old wizard guy and, and it's make awesome cool old wizard guy but they do have the shades where like his morality is a little yeah a little questionable on some stuff but uh, but yeah my favorite wizards duel. It's still amazing. Animation's top notch. It was. A, I loved watching. You know this movie. I understand it was a boy movie or whatever, but boy movies you think like you know it's like oh it's a medieval movie you got swords and fighting and stuff. Not a lot of that. No. There's no such thing as a boy movie and a girl movie. I understand. It's just a movie. In the '60s, this was a boy movie. True. They had Disney princess movies and like okay we're gonna try to do a boy movie. Forget the '60s. People were on drugs. <laughs> People were on drugs. Uh, spoiler alert. People were on drugs. People were always on drugs. History. <laughs> throughout human history. But the 60s are, are known drugs. for it. Yeah, 60s is pretty bad. Uh, but no, it's, I love this movie. I'm glad I got to talk about it and you know let my nerd flag fly a little. Yeah, you brought so level. much to the table, so thank you. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I really like the Arthurian legend. My favorite character in League of Legends is Morgana. Like, she's... I don't know. Like, it's a great story, and there's a lot of different iterations, and uh, even just the tweak on the character, like Stephen King, like can put him in a whole lot of different scenarios. And it's just weird to think about. Uh, weird to think about a man that just lives among us, 
But not, and he says he's a, I'm a human, I'm a grumpy human man, old man. Right. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. Don't lie. I mean, that's, I think that's why he stays old. I think that's why he just keeps his depiction of himself, some sense of truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Throughout time, just to keep him a touchstone to be sane. Because I forget so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You come back like, oh, you pull, oh, you're Arthur. You pull the sword. That's, that's who you right. are. That's why I knew I had <laughs> oh, to train I you. I remember now. Yep. Okay, we're going to train you up. And fun fact, that round table business, because uh, like, do you want a square one or whatever? Yeah. Down the road, uh, when he marries Guinevere, the father-in-law, the Guinevere's dad, gifts him the giant round table. Mm. And that's how he gets it. Whatever. So when he asks him, like, dude, no, dude, you don't have a choice. Like, the, the, the daddy gives you it later. Like, it's like, it's a nice big old table. And it's supposed to be symbolic in that everyone's equal at that round table. All the knights nice. have a say. Yeah. It's not like a head of the table where the king sits. Right. He does have a fancier chair, but uh, it's still a round table. I like it. Anyway, there's just a whole lot of, I don't know. I liked how Disney tried to condense everything down, and it's like a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really see... You know, you know, it's like, not oh. really about Arthur. Like, really, at the end of the day, like, I know it's called the Sword in the Stone, mm. and like, there's a lot leading up to that last scene, but like, most of the story is Merlin. I mean, there's nothing in there about the Holy Grail. There's nothing in there about the Lady in the Lake. There's nothing in there about, uh, you know, uh, the power struggles with Lancelot and the knights or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. This is just prequel to that so i think maybe that's another reason why they got some mixed reviews they came in thinking oh great so when someone pulls it out and he's gonna lead some men and stuff whatever right. nope and there wasn't a lot of sword fighting yeah you saw the joust tournament a little bit it was about Tiny magic bit. which is like disney you yeah. know so it's yeah. it makes me question like well what did people expect like by this point they should know what a disney movie is especially an animated disney movie <sighs> Like, well, why would they expect anything less than just, like, the magical, whimsical side of the story? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Was there really any, up to this point, has there been, you guys have seen them all. Has, has there been a one where there wasn't really any, I mean, there's been movies where there wasn't any magic. But was um, there any, like, warfare ones? ones? Was no. there any, like, warfare ones? Period. Well, not animated. No. Okay. Because we've got Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. Um, what other animated Peter ones? Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan, you had the fight with the Lost Boys and yeah, the, a little bit and the pirates with Captain yeah. Hook and stuff. I mean, they, the only real magic there is they can fly, right? And not age. Yeah. Outside of that. But Alice in Wonderland, that was pretty. That was, that was kind of weird. weird. Pretty trippy. Yeah. That whole Alice in Wonderland is about math. That the guy who wrote it was upset. There was all this new math and like dark magic math. Like literally, like this is crazy. You can't be doing all this. This is, goes against antiquity of like all oh, this math. Everything's black and white. You can't be doing all these different branches of mathematics. This is all nuts. So he wrote like a giant allegory. Of, that's why the Mad Hatter is like a perfect logician. And, mm, like, that's like, hilarious. Like these, the whole thing is about crazy math. That's cool. Who knew? Who knew? Matt knew. I know. Yeah, no, there's Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi. <sighs> there's not really any. But not really the three copies. Bambi, there's an off screen shooting. Yeah. Uh... But that's really. Yeah, there's another real warfare. And even here, there's not a lot of warfare. So many live actions. Down the road, you get Mulan or something like that. But, like, outside, I can't think of how many. Uh, I think going into the people were thought there's going to be more. 
Yeah. Uh, a little more fighting, and yeah, it wasn't. The next. Yeah. The also, they still had to keep it rated G, so. <laughs> the next animated isn't until 1967, which is Jungle Book. I was curious. Ooh. What's the first PG when we got there? PG. Now, granted, people's times, but Spaceballs, the movie, I don't know if you've seen that, but that was rated yeah. PG. Live action. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we we skirt oh around the rule on a class trip where you can watch a movie during the bus or whatever. Yeah. Like any PG movie or lower. So I'm like, oh, I got one for you. I <laughs> 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 pumped in space balls. They got to like 20 minutes and they're like, what? And they pull this out. I'm like, no, no, no. I just go in the box. Like, we don't care. We're pulling this out. Oh my God. Song of the South was rated G. Funny enough. Mm. Uh, not rated PG for racism, but uh, Treasure, Island. Treasure Island was okay, PG in the fifties. Well, my but Treasure Island should be PG. Um, okay, okay, so back to Archimedes. Sure. Um, sad day, not the same owl. It isn't okay. Now. So Archimedes. Well, he looks a little bigger as teaching. He's the... blue. I forgot the the okay. owl in. The uh, the sing along is a blue owl. It's oh. called Professor Owl. Okay. Um, all, right, all right, fine. Archimedes. They, just, they is, reuse those owls. They blend in. Your they, kid. Look they look similar. I know. Um, Archimedes is only seen in the Sword in the Stone, an episode of House of Mouse when they have like they bring back all of these owls. He's actually like sitting next to Owl from Winnie the Pooh. How do they get him to agree to do that? Good question. I don't know. Archimedes wouldn't stand for that. I don't think so. <laughs> And then he also has a non-speaking appearance in Sophia the First in an episode alongside Merlin. Hmm. And also, fun fact, Merlin is seen in Kingdom Hearts, but Archimedes is not. That's not right. I know. Well, what the heck? In D&D, you can dismiss your familiar at a whim. Like a snap Why would you? Archimedes is awesome. I also liked how when he's singing to Merlin's singing to Pack. Yeah. Which is like very Mary Poppins, everything goes in that bag. Yeah. Which is sweet. But, you know, travel, travel like. Uh, but he's got a line, it was like Prestidigitarium or whatever. Prestidigitation is a spell of DD, which is like cleaning stuff. <laughs> like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so then I'm like, you guys are crazy nerds. And DD wasn't even invented yet. Uh, I feel so like, cool. you know, like, this is great. So I'm just sitting here, like, I can apply DD to all of this. That's awesome. But, you know. Do you have a least favorite scene or character? Least favorite? Yeah. Least favorite characters. No one likes Kane. Mm. I didn't I'm like that lady. Yeah. That grouchy lady was like, black magic in the Yeah, the, the one kitchen. that was in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Where were you the whole time that, like, this was going on? Or, like, Arthur's cleaning and stuff? Right, yeah. Right. You don't pop in, like, hey, you want some food or something, kid? Like, I don't care for her, and I don't care for Kay. I think Kay was a trash foster brother. <laughs> he's, he's a trash human being. He's a trash human being. He's <laughs> just rude. <laughs> But least I don't know about a least favorite scene. I, I mean, uh, it was all cool. The the whole honestly, I don't know. The wolf chasing them in the beginning. Yeah, that was, was kind of funny though. It was kind of funny, but like, it was weird that Merlin just takes off. Yeah. Whatever. But I guess it also shows that Merlin's a little flawed. He doesn't know everything. Yeah. He didn't know what the castle was, man. Yeah. Like it's that way. Like mm-hmm. the that way. It's like, oh my bad. Then they go off back the other way. So I guess it kind of set the stage at okay. This guy's not all powerful, all perfect, but the wolf. But he has a general idea. He's a general idea. He means well. I mean, if I had to nitpick, maybe that. But like, honestly, I loved the whole movie. Yeah. I think the one for me that stuck out a lot is being a fish. Like that was, uh, and that song was stupid catchy. To and fro, <laughs> stop and go. Yeah. That's what makes the world go around. I'm like, yep. 
Okay, that's going to be in my head forever. It's cute. Great. But uh, being a fish sounds terrifying. Yeah. I agree. Like, there's well, always I a bigger fish. I hate the ocean. <clears throat> like, oh, uh, uh, no. It's just death everywhere. Like You're always, beach. like, on guard. Yeah, no You can't relax. Same with squirrels. In the ocean. Uh, nuts. So, like, that part I really was... And they had, like... I liked how they showed, like, there was, like, uh, there was, like, not bodies, but, like, weapons and other stuff that, like, things that have accumulated in the moat. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I want, what was that battle about? Like, that <laughs> yeah. tower, that guest tower, like, that thing on its last legs went, man, like, it's that's gonna fall over at any point. Like. Like a hit by something. I yeah. I like how Sir Hector, Kangle's flying from jousting, the joust, he jousted wrong. He somehow takes off or whatever and he lands in the, like, big pile of stone or something. He's no and Heath Ledger in during, The Knight's Tale. No, no. I, I love that one. And, uh, <laughs> with Sir Ector, like, he goes flying and Sir Ector's, it's almost like he's doing four at golf. He's like, hands up! And he's just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Sir Kane, or Kane is flying. Or K. He's not Kane. K is flying. Wow. I thought that was great. Ector's just like, ah! You know, get back to here. Do it. Do it again. But no. I think, uh, yeah, I'd have to go the wolf at the beginning. It's going to be, I didn't really care for that. Um, did you have something you took away from the movie? I feel like we've Man, kind of talked about talk. it. Sorry. I feel like we've no, kind no. of talked about it already. But, like, basically, the that quote that Arthur says, like, just because you don't understand something yeah. doesn't mean it's wrong. And, it, the, and that honestly, can just be applied to so many things. Everybody can really take solace in that one. Yeah. Like, you really should, people should incorporate that into their daily lives. I'm also going to add that you shouldn't underestimate someone based on their appearance. Like, everyone <laughs> laughed at Arthur and thought, you couldn't have pulled this out of the stone. Yeah. Like, the strongest people here can't, and yeah. he yeah. was destined to be the king. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I loved it. Cool. All right, so this week's Disney memory comes from Jessica Beck. She says, Disney has always been a part of my life from as long as I can remember. Growing up, I watched the classics on VHS and always loved watching the Disney World Parks commercial at the beginning of the tape. Yes. I remember always seeing kids ride Dumbo, and I couldn't wait to ride Dumbo at Disney. I had to wait until I was an adult to experience this. That's okay. See, Matt? Mm-hmm. This was one of the first rides I went on with my sister when we went to Disney in 2010. I'm so excited... I was so excited to finally live that dream. I may have been one of the oldest people on the ride, but I enjoyed every minute of it. it Nobody one... cares. No, 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 no one, one cares. cares. It was one of the best parts of my day. That trip is an amazing and special experience that I get to share with my Disney-loving sister. Your podcast brings back so many happy memories in my life, and I love listening to it at work to help my day go by faster and better at a job that I don't always enjoy. Thank you for doing all you do. Forever Disney fan, Jessica. Thank you, Thank Jessica. Thank you. That is super cute. Cute story. I didn't get to go to Disney till I was 17, so... 16? Yeah. Huh? 16, weren't you? 16? I don't know. On 17? Because you Maybe graduated that was when you were 17, correct? And we went two years in a row. So you were 16 when you went the first time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for knowing my life more than yeah. I do. Yeah, um, So thank you, Jessica, for sharing your story. Um, if you would like to share your Disney memory, email us at grownest grown up kids podcast at gmail.com it can be anything disney related so send it in and we'll feature it on the show yep super big thank you to our guest this week thanks for having me i really enjoyed this movie so i was glad i get to talk about it you brought me some too. awesome stuff this is one like uh, i saw it like in my library my like my library at college 
And I'm like, oh, I'm getting this. And I'm like, <laughs> so like, and people, you know, people judge you a little bit. Like you're, you're watching Disney, Sword in the Stone. Like, what even is this Disney one? Sword in the Stone. Like, never heard of it. Like, okay. Like, you need to sit down and get educated. The thing is, <laughs> don't worry about looking like an idiot. Honestly, anything you do, like, two days later, no one, no one remembers nope. anything. Yeah. I know, like, you know. There's sometimes where I'm sitting at bed at night, like, oh my god, that really embarrassing thing. I think that I did it when I was 12 or something. Like, oh, I hate when that happens. I hate oh. when it happens, but you gotta really take sauce on the fact <sighs> no one remembers Except any for you. of that. Yeah. Yep. If Just I were to bring you. up my Disney Hakuna uh, uh, Luau story yeah. to my mom, she maybe would remember it. Or like a false memory. <laughs> like, like, or she won't remember it until you mention it again, and then yeah. she'll remember yeah. it. Yeah, right. Like, no one cares. Like, yeah. so if you. Worried about doing stuff or looking weird in a dumbo ride or something? Do you? Yeah, you do you. I love that. Yeah. Grown up kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation on Facebook. We're Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. And we also have a group on Facebook called Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. And if you'd like to follow mine and Katie's personal Instagram, it's called The Petrus Family. P-E-T-R-A-S, in case anybody doesn't know how to spell that, which I'm guessing some people probably don't, but that's okay. Um, I'd throw an extra E in there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> some people do an I instead of an A, too. I've seen so many yeah. Rodriguez's. Someone yeah. over the phone so today said, is it, is it Patrice? said no (laughs) (laughs) we get petrus a lot yeah but the petrus family um we hit up disney as much as we can financially afford to and we post pictures all the time of our disney ventures so um if you'd like to follow us there you'll probably get some disney love on your feed Mm -hmm. and if you want to hear more from matt as well you can check out our other podcast with his wife, Chrissy, who's yeah, also, like, you know, my best bud. Has joined the four-episode club. That's right. right. I think I'm at four. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I think so. That's um, uh, Friends Watching Friends, where we're going through the entire Friends series as first-time watchers. Mm-hmm. And but Chrissy's an expert. Right. Chrissy's an expert. And we're dissecting every episode. Yes. And another cool podcast if you guys like harry potter and in case you didn't know from this episode alone how much i love harry potter we talk about it every week on swish and flick podcast so we're doing a reread of the series where we just started order of the phoenix um and yeah we're on all the places you can find grown-up kids but it's called swish and flick a harry potter podcast yep Um, Also, we are going to be relaunching our Patreon sometime soon. We're revamping our tiers, so be on the lookout for more information there. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch the three lives of Thomasina ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.